What's bonkin' everybody? How's it going? It's a lovely April, I guess night. I was going to say afternoon, but it's nighttime. Um, I have with me two very special guests. The first guy I got is Brandon Alvello coming back for a third episode. God damn. Let's go, three Pete, man. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be talking about this particular game. I'm hyped. Let's go. Y'all know Brandon. He works at HP Critical. He's an editor there. He is uh, doing all their streaming. He's an absolute king. Totally happy to have him. Uh, Me and the other guests were talking about doing this episode, and then Brandon messaged me, and he's like, hey, if you ever do an episode on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I want to come. I was like, well, that's funny, because we're doing it on Sunday. So Yeah, that was just a nice fortuitous thing. Yeah. We were just like talking about well something I don't want to reveal to the to our listeners just yet but yeah it's just like hey if you smash smash ultimate let me know and yeah nice fortuitous event there the other guest we have is Charlie Charlie how do I say your last name because it's wild it's Waffles <laughs> okay so, sweet sweet yeah. I want like waffles to, uh, with a, with two K's instead of F's that's so cool what the hell yo I love waffles <laughs> waffles are great. Uh, Charlie, why don't you tell everyone about who you are? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm mostly a writer right now. Um, I'm working, uh, I'm covering VR stuff over at Android Central. Uh, lots of reviews, guides, and features over at, tw- at uh, uh, oh, wow, Pavl- uh, Freudian slip there, <laughs> over at Pace Magazine. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of doing my thing otherwise. I when I have time to, when school and other commitments permit, I have a show called The Comfort Food, uh, where me and one, two, or however many guests I have on discuss uh, games, movies, TV shows, any piece of art or media that's uh, important to the guest, and kind of uh, talk about memories, too, and nostalgia. That's sweet. Uh, what are you in school for? Journalism. Oh... He's doing it right, unlike the rest of us who just kind of fall <laughs> into this Yeah, ain't that the truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we already kind of spoiled it today. We're talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, a game that has honestly taken over the video game industry this past couple of years with, I think it's kind of redone or kind of reworked just what it means to be hype. Because, goddamn, whenever, like, a Nintendo Direct was announced or, you know, there were just rumors of somebody being revealed for the game, like, it would it would just explode. The speculation, the videos, the uh, reaction videos, it was just insane. But, uh, Charlie, why don't you tell us your history with Smash Bros. as a franchise? Alright, so... Smash Bros. is actually one of the first games I remember playing, period. Um, not the original, but uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. I think it was like... must have been, what, 2004, 2005? Um, I would always go over to my cousin's house uh, growing up, and my parents... My, da- my dad, uh, being an English teacher, I think, maybe felt like video games were taking away from other things that he, he found more important. And so I think my parents were like kind of leery about me playing video games, and so I we didn't have any video games in the house when I when I was younger, and uh, well look how well that worked out. But <laughs> um, but basically uh, one day I was at my cousin's place. I asked if I could play Smash, and I was immediately enamored. I didn't know what any of these characters were. 
Uh, I didn't know how to hold a controller. This is basically my... Melee was basically my entree into video games, period. It was like Melee and LEGO Star Wars 2, I think, are like the first two games I really remember playing. That's sick. Um, and, yeah, I think Melee specifically... Um, you know, I never had a GameCube either growing up. I, I actually only got a GameCube in like 2016. But, yeah, the... The love for Smash kind of was born from that uh, those early experiences playing the game with my cousins growing up, and eventually, you know, getting getting the Wii um, as every other Gen Z kid ha did basically, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and playing Brawl on there, then Smash Four, entering in the competitive scene, and starting to create content. My all my early content. Um, when I first started making stuff was uh, about Super Smash Bros. And then obviously Ultimate coming out. Um, the trajectory of that kind of coinc coincided with my arc as a writer thus far in a lot of ways. Um, I, I kind of like can think of benchmarks in my personal experiences as a writer and content creator as they are aligned with Smash in really interesting ways. Well, first of all, like you said, going into it and not knowing, like, who these... Like, you didn't even know who Mario was? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I had, like, the vaguest sense of what Mario... Like, of, like, there was a character who was, like, in TV commercials sometimes named Mario. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, I, I can't think of a time growing up that I remember playing anything that had Mario in it, that I remember uh, watching, like, the Mario, like, Super Mario Bros. Super Show or anything like that, or, like, being exposed to that. Um, my parents and, like, most of my extended family that were adults at the time, like, they were just old enough to not have been exposed to, like, video games until they were older, and, like, when it was basically, like, for kids and deemed as a fad and all that. Yeah. Um, and then most of my cousins, like, played video games, but that was basically my only exposure was, like, sometimes getting to watch them play at, like, Christmas or something. What a way to be introduced to, kind of, the history of video games through the eyes of Nintendo. Like, with Melee, it's such a celebration because of things like the trophy, the trophy mm. system in that. Like, just reading. That was my favorite part of Melee, because I'm in the same boat, so Melee was my first Smash Bros. game, and... I just remember, like, reading and reading the trophy descriptions and, like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, who's this character? Like, what the hell is is, is a Samus? Like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> so it, it's really interesting you had that kind of introduction into just the industry and, like, this amazing hobby that we all celebrate. Where, like you said, you had uh, uh, benchmarks with, like, your, your personal life in this game. Like, wh what do you mean by that? Like, how, how does that go hand in hand? <laughs> Well, the one that comes to mind the most was that Ultimate got revealed uh, about 20, 30 minutes before my first date with my girlfriend of four years. Oh, wow. Yo! That's high <laughs> school! Yeah, so there's that. Yo, that's sick! <laughs> um, or, like, uh, I, I just remember a lot of these, like... Um, it, it, it's weird. I can, I can... One of my first articles at uh, Dual Shockers... Uh, was was like when is Min Min coming out mm -hmm. for Ultimate? 
or um, my first article at Pace Magazine ever was a guide for Sora. That's and sick. I've 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 also just like small things that like you know to my to my simple Midwestern heart that appeal to my sensibilities, <laughs> uh, like the person who bought me my first beer, uh, I met at a Smash tournament, like that kind of thing, and um, it, it, I've just made so many friends uh, from it too that like mm-hmm. there's there's so much of my life that is entangled into this franchise in really, really weird ways. Um, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm cu- I love this. This is so great. This is th- the exact kind of stuff I love talking about. I'm curious. Um, do you remember like going on the date and like, how did you like, for me, I would have been distracted as fuck. I would have been like thinking <laughs> about the reveal and what it means and everything. Like, did you, Hold did on. you go into it? Before, before, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. before you continue this question, Sterling, like literally the way you phrase that question, it's literally like that. I bet he's thinking of other girls. <laughs> it's just literally thinking. <laughs> it's like I wonder what newcomers come to this. <laughs> I wonder my wife who's gonna be in the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, but continue. Yeah, it's 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 so weird. Like I I remember so much of that day vi- vi- vividly because um it was also the day of like uh like I didn't do theater like my entire the entirety of my time in high school but it was my it was also the day of the dress rehearsal of like the first musical i was ever in okay uh so it was just like a, i had a lot of things going on that day um and so day, like, i remember it very clearly like i remember like waking like waking up early like doing the rehearsal and everything like the stuff that was happening backstage rushing back to school to like uh get my now girlfriend uh back for some like for like a test she had to take because she was she was like on the tech crew for the musical that i was in um and then like i i was watching this direct uh i was watching the direct with my friend's little brother who was like not initiated to any of this whatsoever and so i'm just (laughs) sitting there in the cafeteria of my school just completely losing my mind at like all these things that are happening like the splatoon reveals are really exciting okami was coming to switch uh, I'm tr- drawing a blank on the other stuff aside from this, the big reveal for Smash at the end, but Smash was really the big the big thing, and I was just like dumbfounded. But then I, you know, I do remember I was actually, you know, I mean, the date went well enough that we're still together four years later. So I think <laughs> I, I, I think it was definitely on my mind, but it was on the back burner at the point at the time. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a parking ticket that night. I remember that too because uh the snow was high enough that it covered up a fire hydrant. <laughs> Dang. And and uh is your girlfriend kind of a gamer like or or is she at least like in the know about that kind of stuff? Uh I mean, not like super super into it. Like she she you know, she'll she likes um she likes playing games, but it's not like she's like super super hardcore like following like the directs or like um yeah. y- you know t- we don't like i don't talk to her a ton about games because i'm kind of self-conscious about just dumping all this information on her that she has no interest in <laughs> a lot of the time <laughs> but like yeah no i mean she likes video games but i at the time i i was very afraid to even try to explain the things that were happening in my head <laughs> so I, I just didn't talk about it Man, what an interesting perspective, though, because I'm only a couple years older than you and, and like, Brandon as well, but I would I couldn't imagine having Nintendo Directs in high school, like, how hyped that would be with, like, oh, friends dude. and shit. Um, I, 
I mean, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I remember watching the reveal for the Switch with my friends uh, in a first per- first hour free period. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, we we got yelled at because we popped off so hard. But I have I have <laughs> nice. so many memories associated specifically with the Switch, Smash, and the 3DS, uh, and the Wii U uh, associated with high school. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the first uh, Nintendo Direct I watched was actually the Fire Emblem Direct they did in 2016. So it was my first year of university, right out of high school. And that's when I like first became like, whoa, what are these Nintendo Direct things? But mm-hmm. uh, they were a thing when I was in high school. It, it was just like when Nintendo Directs kind of had like... They weren't a huge industry thing like they are now type deal. Like I know yeah, back in the day, they were still more kinda... like corporate press briefings almost. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Man. Meanwhile, what, my, meanwhile, what I... my curmudgeonly ass is remembering the very first Nintendo Direct they did in like 2013 when it was just like, "Hey, here's this new video for your 3DS." I'm like, oh, "Man, <laughs> yeah, but how old were you in 2013? Uh, 2013, I was." I want to say twenty. No, hold on. Let me let me math real quick. Twenty one, I think. Yeah, dang. I I would have been like fifteen, sixteen. So damn. Um. And what about you, Brandon? Where did like? Do you remember where you were when uh, Smash Ultimate first got announced? Uh, yeah, I do actually. But uh, real quick, I wanted to because I want to talk about my, my history of Smash a little bit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. Oh, good. Uh, you know, funnily enough, it's actually pretty similar to Charlie's story um, because when I got the original Super Smash Brothers, it was actually shown to me by a by a close friend of mine that lived uh, in New York. I didn't have a whole bunch of different Nintendo 64 games. If I'm honest, I had a whole bunch of like licensed games at the time. It, it wasn't until he brought over Super Smash Brothers that I was kind of more introduced into the world of Nintendo. Um Again, similar to Charlie's story, I, when I played the original, the only character I like really vividly recognized was Pikachu because you know just everyone knew about Pokemon back then, and I, I knew of Mario kind of. I, I've, I had seen him, but I never really had a Mario game. I don't think. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it uh, it was handy because on the N sixty four, you know, all those characters, most of those characters that was in the original Smash Brothers had at least one N sixty four game. So I would ask my father if I ever saw a game featuring those characters, if I could have it. You know, before trophies, like, all you really had aside from the characters was, like, they had a little bio screen. We'd get a little information about them with a few titles here and there. And that taught me a few things. That's how I ended up getting Majora's Mask, which was my first Zelda game. That's how I got Kirby 64, Star Fox 64, uh, what have you. It's, you know, it was, it really was my introduction to Nintendo, that original Smash game. And, you know... Melee was the same. It was, um, you know, came out on GameCube. Like you said, you guys mentioned the trophies earlier. I, that's how I learned about a lot of different games because I was so enthralled by reading those descriptions that continued into Brawl, continued to Smash 4. And, you know, now we're at the present with Smash Ultimate. So, uh, I'm. A, it's unfortunate to say where I was in Smash Ultimate. Um, I was working at a slightly different job than what I had now. <clears throat> and, um... When the, the Faithful Direct happened, when Smash Ultimate was first announced with the whole Inkling trailer, I, um, you know, I was working. I wasn't watching that Direct Live. Like, I was, I, I, I tried to watch as much Direct Live as possible, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. at that time because I was at work. And um, my best friend just, I just remember, just my phone buzzing, 
him telling me, holy shit, take your break right now. And I'm like, what? What? What they announced direct? <laughs> Wait, no, don't answer. Wait, no, don't answer that. Uh, 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 send me, give me a direct link so I don't get spoiled by the interwebs. So I did. Went to break. Uh, watched the direct live. Well, not live, but you know, from the direct link he gave me. And then I saw the Inklings, and then I saw the 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 Smash Ball appearing in in uh, Inkling Girl's eye, and I was like, no freaking way. No freaking way. And I knew immediately it was a new Smash game because, you know, they had the Breath of the Wild link in that trailer. It was like, holy shit, this is a new game. And it's coming out mm -hmm. this year. That's insane. Yeah, no, that was a very special time. I wish I could have seen that live. It's it's some of the best directs I just didn't see live because I was at work. That be that being one of them. Um the first look of Nintendo Switch, I was working that day too. Um, so I had to just like sneak away to like see that reveal trailer. It was yeah. But no, oh, man, it was a, it was a big moment when I did. I had I wish I could have popped off more, but I was at work break and you know I didn't want to get no weird stares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, I remember being back in college and same thing. Like I'd be at work and there'd be certain announcements going on, and it's like I hate this job so much. I just want to, <laughs> I want to be watching right now, man. Um, but yeah, it's it. it you know, like we said earlier, it's always like this sort of major event that kind of cultivated in in all of gaming journalism, in a sense, not just like Nintendo, because you know other franchises can can get in and stuff. But mm -hmm. it even it even started before that. Like I I feel like uh, I feel like Smash Four wasn't as as big of a deal because it it, it felt like a half step, right? There wasn't that much new in Smash Four, but, but, um, you know, well, it was think, a I really. Think... No, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think a lot of that does have to do with like, I mean, the Wii U, the Wii U launch was 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 a resounding wet fart, basically. Like it, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, it was so. I mean, <laughs> I I bought the Wii U close to launch, but like, I was pretty much the only one I knew growing up who had a Wii U, like. I wasn't really involved in the conversation early on during the days of the Wii U, and I was like, I wasn't even watching Direct. Like, I found out about Smash through like, I don't even remember how I found out. But to me, I think it's it's all owed to like just the fact that interest in the Wii U did not exist in late 2014 when the game came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems like so much of the discussion around Smash Four um, was relegated to the 3DS, and the 3DS just did doesn't handheld stuff in general before the switch at least seemingly never really got the hype or the the same kind of conversation or coverage that that console stuff does that's for sure uh and I, i'm curious with the both of you actually because like you said charlie that you were younger but still a bit more involved in this um and brandon you're a bit older so you might have been like more just have a better memory when it comes to this stuff mm -hmm. but um to me back then the wii u like i had no idea that it was such a like commercial failure i just thought like oh people are more interested in ps4 and xbox and whatever and like i had a wii u same as you charlie like i had a wii u and i loved it and i had smash and everything and you know i played smash with my friends when they came over but um did it feel like that at the time for you guys that like oh the Wii U might not be in the conversation as much, but like, yo, Smash is still hype as hell. Oh, uh, totally. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, by that, by the time, you know, the GameCube generation was, like, the last generation I wasn't really, like, following, like, um, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and, like, the gaming thing. It was definitely by the second half of the Wii generation that I was uh, more in tune with, like, stuff like sales, uh, where there's consoles were doing well, games, all that mm-hmm. good, all that jazz. Um, that being said, a console launch, regardless of the console, uh, usually gets at least a, some good amount of buzz for a while, so... It wasn't, I don't, at least for me, anyway, as someone who got my Wii U close to launch and was enjoying it, I guess I kind of missed that the initial, you know, like Charlie described, wet fart of it, because, you know, I got the Wii U, I had a few friends that got the Wii U as well, and the initial launch games weren't the greatest, but the ones I did get were, were pretty fun. It wasn't until, I would say, mid-2013, where I was starting to realize that the Wii U was just not selling, and that it was, uh, it was... Not a well-selling console at all, and by 2014, like that was all but just known, like that people were just not buying Wii U's. <laughs> I think the best way, I think the best like indicator of that was Nintendo did like a crazy deal in 2014 when the original version of Mario Kart 8 came out, where the deal was, hey, if you buy Mario Kart 8 on Wii U, you can get one of these other five Wii U games completely free. I'm like, that's yeah. that's sick. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, that's how I got yeah. Waker. That's how I got Pikmin three because it was the only it was the only one of the games there that I didn't have. I was just like, Oof. Nintendo today would never do a never. deal like that. Give you an entire game for just buying this other one game, but they really wanted people to buy that Wii U. Unfortunately, it didn't work. But for those of us that did have it, that was super sick. It got us like a free game essentially. Yeah, knock on wood. But anyway, but yeah, for Smash, um, I mean, as a Nintendo fan as I was, I al- I always hoped that. <laughs> There's that famous meme, that'll save the Wii U. I really thought that Smash Wii U would be the one to do it because I know Smash is like one of Nintendo's biggest franchises. Uh, you know, there's a little blip of the Wii U sales when Mario Kart 8 came out. I thought maybe the same would happen if Smash did. And there was, I mean, you know, I would say maybe a million or two more units were sold. But when the when the final sales of the Wii U were like 13 million, that really doesn't mean a whole lot in the whole grand scheme of things, you know. But, mm-hmm. uh... Yeah, I, I knew the Wii wasn't doing well, but I mean, I enjoyed the games that did come out for it, and Smash Wii U for its time, I, I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I think I think I say sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go you go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's just to me, and, and we'll get into this aspect a bit later. But the reason I say half step is like Brawl had like the reveal of third party characters and the subspace emissary yeah and i remember going into smash 4 being like yo i can't wait to see the sequel to subspace emissary because again like i wasn't i wasn't in that space of like no reading articles that like it definitely wasn't going to be there like people yeah. knew that before the game right so i went in and i was like wait a minute what the fuck where is it <laughs> i mean but but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, that was a disappointment. And the thing is, the thing is, I love the Suspect Cemetery and Brawl. That's one of the main reasons that that game stands out for me, I would say. Um, and I think a half-step is a great way to describe it, Sterling, because when I think about Smash 4, uh, both the 3DS and the Wii U versions, you know, 3DS had that really cool mode, that uh, Smash Run, where you got you and uh, your opponents were in a labyrinth. The problem was you couldn't interact with each other, but I digress. You fought, like, enemies from, like, all throughout the Nintendo series, which was something I wanted in Subspace Simulator. I like the original enemies, but, like, this is a Nintendo crossover, and you're not fighting, like, a whole bunch of, like, different Nintendo enemies. You're just kind of 
fighting. Uh, you fight a few Mario enemies and and uh, I want to say too. some. Yeah, a few Kinnikris ones, I think, yeah. But it was that was pretty much it. It wasn't really anything beyond that. And you fought some bosses from Nintendo. But yeah, Brawl was mostly just original enemies. But with uh, Smash Run and 3DS, you were just fighting... There was, aside from the stage boss, there were no bosses. You were just fighting enemies from the different uh, games. And then you go to Smash Wii U, and they really didn't even have that much. So the only boss you fought was um, uh, Master Hand... Which could become the uh, the master core, sure. yeah. And if you did the Wii U version, you could also do that fortress where you fight enemies. It, it was just half steps, man. Because like Sakurai didn't really want to do like a story mode, but he still wanted to have that uh, single player aspects of it. So he just kind of did this weird things to put some kind of enemies and some bosses in. It, it was weird. Master Core is a cool fight though. Like I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. that fi- the fight in the Smash Four days, but uh, yeah. Despite the fact that, like, I say half-step, it's like Smash 4 is still hype as fuck. Like, I had such good memories playing Smash 4. Especially at the the tail end of, like, my high school days where, like, we would definitely have tournaments at school. I'd definitely clean shot, but (laughs) no big deal, no big deal. What were you going to say, Charlie? (laughs) I was just going to say, it's so funny hearing all this stuff, because, like, I, again, I wasn't following, like, the conversation around games really that much. But I was very acutely aware that Nintendo stuff in general was not popular. Um, it was, it, you know, it's so weird. Like in high school, I distinctly remember like being the like Nintendo fanboy arguing with people about like Splatoon versus Call of Duty or something like that at, at lunch mm-hmm. or in the hallways or something. And Smash was the only thing. I, to my mind, in Mario Kart, to I would say lesser degree, that could get people to give a shit about the Wii U, like, at all. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And looking back, it's funny. I mean, Mario Maker, Mario Kart Eight, uh, Nintendo Land, so many, so many things with like really fun ideas and great mechanics and stuff. But Smash, the thing that is theoretically, nobody would be interested in. Again, it's just pure unadulterated Nintendo stuff being filtered into into a fighting game, basically. And yet, it was still the thing that grabbed people. And I think that that's like the magical element of this franchise that is so consistent, even in its weaker entries. Like, again, like I, Smash 4, I've spent more time with than probably any other game, but I would say it's probably the weakest Smash game. Mm-hmm. I mean, sixty four for its time was great, but I, I you know, I, I don't love that one either. But <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's so interesting to see how, how much, the team working on Smash has learned to capitalize on how magical it is. Hmm. Well, that's kind of again, like we mentioned earlier, that's kind of been the whole. Uh, conversation and atmosphere around Ultimate was just the hype, which is like it, it. It's such a funny thing to say because like every Nintendo reveal or direct or whatever is hype, but it's like the conversation definitely felt like it took a major shift when Ultimate became a thing because for a number of reasons, and we'll 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 kind of get into that. Um. But let's uh, uh, before we keep going. I remember when when the 
the first trailer came out where I was was actually uh, Brandon you'll get a kick out of this mm. was I was on a bus like on a on a Greyhound bus filled with other people and it didn't have Wi-Fi and I was using the very very limited data I had now I, I knew the Nintendo Direct was like coming out and you know it was the one that showed Luigi's Mansion 3 and blah 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 and then it was the classic like oh we have one more thing to reveal but I was on that bus with my girlfriend at the time and I could tell my like girlfriend was annoyed that I was uh, watching this and not like talking to her because it was <laughs> it was a weird ass I like pretty much convinced her to, to, to take this trip with me and I was going to this convention called EGLX in Toronto and I was going there because a few months prior is when I found out about normal boots oh yeah and here we go yeah, about uh, still to this day, my favorite YouTuber, Gerard the Completionist, and they were all gonna be at that convention, which is wild because they're from the U.S. and it's up in Canada, and and uh, I went because I wanted to go meet them and stuff. But yeah, I remember just like watching the trailer, and then it showed Smash, and it was like, you know, I was like, ooh, it's it's happening. But like, I was on this like dark bus at like nine o'clock at night, and people were like sleeping is i couldn't do anything i couldn't even talk to my ex-girlfriend beside me because she had no idea what was going on and it was just like this monumental thing that uh you know like you said charlie it's like i couldn't just like dump info, info <laughs> on my on my right. girlfriend at the time and she'd be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and again i think she was already kind of annoyed that uh we had to take a bus all the way to toronto for god's sakes but um i guess what was the reaction wise to the first trailer in the sense of like what did you think was going to happen because again it was only a few years off the heels of smash 4 like and there were so many rumors that oh this is just going to be an enhanced port oh this right. is going to be a whole new game uh brandon what do you think like going in or at least during that first reveal yeah um yeah i definitely was on the you know, because at the time, so many Wii U games were getting ported. I mean, we still get some Wii U ports every now and then, not as many these days, but that was the expect expectation, right? Because these Wii U games didn't sell, so the natural business thing, I suppose, was to bring them to Switch where they actually would sell. So, you know, figured that would happen. But mm -hmm. And then we got this trailer where, you know, you see the Inklings. And I, I had a suspicion even then, well, for two reasons. One... Because these were like Splatoon 1 designs inklings. So I was like, wait, hold on. What is this? Did, why are they? Why are we back with the original designs? I know some re people that I mm -hmm. watched do reactions were wondering if they were just going to port the original Splatoon to Switch alongside Splatoon 2. But I didn't see much uh, sense in that aside from the story mode. But then I thought, unfortunately, I thought about the fact that my best friend said, go take your break right now. So I knew that there had to be something really big in this uh, direct. So I already started getting the inklings, pardon the pun, that it might be a Smash trailer. <laughs> and then sure enough, sure enough, the eyes appeared, and I was just so hyped. The fact the fact that it was coming out that same year was what really shocked yeah. me. Like, I never, yeah. I never would have fathomed that even if we were going to get a new Smash game for Switch, that it was going to come out so soon after its initial announcement. But there it was. That game didn't get delayed either. Smash games have been delayed in the past. Brawl famously got delayed i think twice um and then here this game made it's you know only a year after the switch launch and it was supported for years but we wouldn't know that at that time but that's oh man i'm so happy that a uh, smash game came out for the switch uh 
as relatively early as it did, if I'm honest. Yeah, and, and so soon after the development of Smash 4 Wrap, too, because, I mean, you think about it, and the DLC for... The last DLC character, like, Bayonet and Corrin came out, like, early 2016, and, yeah. you know, there were some balance patches after that, but, I mean, that's that's two years after development for the last game ended, and it's... It, it's I, like... Knowing myself now and like how I kind of look at this kind of thing, I probably would have expected it to be a port, honestly, with that mm-hmm. with such a mm-hmm. short time frame. But I mean, yeah, it totally like back then I was totally on the hype train. I was like, yeah, no, there's no way this is a port. Like this is totally going to be a new thing. They got <laughs> you know I, I forget which one you mentioned, Breath of the Wild Link, the uh, Splatoon one characters. Like there was there 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 are so many things pointing to it being something different. To a degree where it just couldn't be a port, you know. But mm, it's right. so funny, you know, talking about how those those rumors about it being a port didn't come to fruition, and even to this day, we have a lot of like, especially in the Nintendo community and in the Nintendo fandom, you have a lot of people who are like propagating rumors that usually are just well placed predictions, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so interesting to see how that how so little has changed in that respect. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's it, I. I remember that that sorry, I'm tripping over my words. It was when it was the whole enhanced port thing. It was such a back and forth between. There was no clear answer among fans and industry people because. Like you said, Charlie, it was, it's only been a couple of years. Like, how how have they done this game already? And then the other side of the fact is like, oh, but there's Splatoon and the new Link and stuff like that. And, oh, uh, like we talked about, Smash 4 felt like such a, such a half step that, you know, this feels like the big, the big step. This feels like the next true thing. And that kind of came true with the next talking point that i want to bring up is that uh the e3 trailer oh, the boy. everyone is here trailer which is the best trailer in the history shit. of video games <laughs> i I, yeah, can, I, like, I don't disagree <laughs> like my goodness and it was it's funny because it, it was such a long hype moment right it was like mm. it was like everyone is here and it's like what the fuck does that mean everyone is here and then it just keeps showing more characters and it's like Oh, oh shit! It's 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 oh Sterling, it's Solid Snake, oh Pichu, the Young Link, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, no, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta break this down real quick, just as a minute breakdown of this trailer because okay, this trailer, it's hype enough because with the whole everyone is here message, right? But the way it was paced is like absolute perfection. Because, first off, before it even starts, Sakurai is talking about, so we're gonna reveal who some of the characters coming this time around, and you're just thinking. Bef- you know, when when we got the initial trailer of like the inkling looking at the Smash Ball, there were so many people who were speculating. All right, who's gonna make it? Who's this time? Who's gonna get cut? That was like the big talking points. Like, who's not gonna make it this time? Yeah. And then you know, this is the video, right? He said, "Who's making it?" The Russell. The people were just, you know, myself included, were thinking, "All right, so who's gonna make it this time?" And then of course it runs down the characters you expect to be there. You know, your Mario's, your Samus's, your Links, your Pikachu's, the ones you know. And then we start getting to some of the characters that uh, it was like, oh wow, you two made it, oh Lucario made it, 
that's the, the characters that you may have thought might have might have gotten the axe, but they were there. And then you see Ice Climbers, who got cut from Smash 4 <laughs> through technical limitations on the 3DS. And then that's when people start getting hyped because, like, oh, nice, Ice Climbers are back. And then you're starting to see more and more weird choices come back, like uh, Cloud and Roy. And then they cut to Snake, the ga- the character that people thought would never come back because of Konami's BS. And there he was right there. Mm-hmm. And right as Snake appeared, you see everyone is here. Now, at that point, you're like, wait, could it really be? And then you see characters like Pichu, who's been out since Melee. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my god, it's Pichu! And then you see Toon Link. And then right behind him is Young Link, and it's like, oh my god, they really are bringing everyone! Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's just like literally everyone from the entire series. And then Wolf appears, and that's a big deal too, because he was gone too from Smash 4. Like, they brought all the other characters back in Smash 4 DLC, like Lucas Roy and Mewtwo, but but Wolf didn't come back, but there he was, and here he is in Ultimate, and just like. Yeah, you, you described it perfectly, Sterling. It was like this long, extended hype moment. It's like you're a long-held breath because with more and more characters, you're getting more and more hype. And then it's a slow, upward progression as you just realize that it really is everyone. They made a Smash Brothers game that has every single fighter that's ever been in the series. It's all here for you. I just, I couldn't st- I couldn't stop. It's, it's the longest hype moment I've ever been in my entire life. And I had a friend next to me that uh, was having <laughs> trouble breathing after that, and the trailer was all said and done. Like we we d- we did like a long long exhale at the very end when they showed Luigi and Yoshi as the last two characters in that trailer. <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, Charlie Charlie hit the nail on the head. That is the hypest video game trailer in, in video games. I would say I don't know if any game is gonna or any trailer is gonna top that for me. That was just that was monumental. Well, I feel like it meant more to the three of us, too, because we were all Melee kids. Like, like seeing young Link, it's like, I forgot he was, like, in Smash Bros. to begin with, for God's sake. Bro, like, I was... There's so many characters. In Melee, I was a young Link so, main, so that meant a lot to me. And also, Majora's Mask is yeah. my favorite Zelda game, so I also have a very big attachment to young Link as a character. So when he was appeared right behind young, uh, Toon Link, man... Oh man, that might have been the most hype of all the characters that they showed of everyone coming back. But continue. I, I felt I felt like this was also the kind of height of hype videos, especially with people like Etika and oh, stuff. Yeah. And oh, man, yeah. seeing um, the videos from the Nintendo headquarters in, in New York, the, yeah. the store there, because they'd always they'd always gather the crowds to watch trailers and stuff and just how absolutely insane people would go it was it 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 seeing those trailers and seeing people get so excited it's like it's almost contagious it is i'd say it is um and it just it kind of snowballed from there like uh i don't know maybe maybe you guys i think it was that trailer right or maybe it was it was the next character reveal where sakurai was kind of like oh you know we're gonna be revealing some new people but don't expect too much yeah yeah it was um i think that was i think that was after he did the after right after the everyone is here trailer and then he drops ridley at the end of that like like dude come on like yeah stop being so humble with yourself because that's the thing it's like the everything everyone is here thing felt like okay like how much more can they do right like holy shit 
And then when he says like, oh, you know, we're going to have new people, but don't expect too much. It's like, okay, okay. Like, I'll, you know, we got to temper our expectations. But then I felt like Ridley was the perfect character to kick the door down because again there were so many times and and just the the kind of purveying sentiment that like he's ridley's never gonna get and he's too big Mm -hmm. it'd be too hard to to get his character model into the game and then it was just like holy shit like (laughs) ridley like do you guys ridley yeah ridley's a good i was gonna say ridley's like a interesting addition because well technically he's been in the Smash series since the beginning, like in 64, he was just kind of like a background stage thing that you could just see. Melee, he was in that opening movie. Brawl had him as a boss. Both him and Meta Ridley were bosses, which was crazy. And then Smash 4... <laughs> Smash 4 was Sakurai attempting to meet the people halfway because it's like, yeah, we know Ridley's too big, uh, so we're not going to make him a character. But hey, here's a boss, and if you beat him, he'll fight by your side and all that good stuff. And, you know, that mm-hmm. was, that was you know, the attempt at negotiation. But the, re- the reality was that a lot of people just weren't going to be satisfied until Ridley himself was actually playable. So him finally doing this was, like, such a big deal for, for so many people because Ridley is such an iconic villain in the Metroid series. But I, I want to make a p- point out something really funny, actually. <laughs> if you're doing classic mode um, and you're fighting Ridley in classic mode, anytime you fight him, he's giant which I think is Sakurai's message telling is like, listen, we made him this size just so he could be a character, but this is what really size is supposed to be. So you fight him and he's just like <laughs> the giant size, which is in reality his actual size. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie, do you have a lot of history with like Metroid and, and kind of wanting Ridley as a character or not? I do. It's, it's really funny because, uh, you know, Smash Four was or Smash was my introduction to Metroid, which is like probably my favorite Nintendo franchise aside from Smash. And mm-hmm. I, I, I remember picking up Super Metroid because of Smash Four. I remember playing through that and just f- f- through through the course of years, just messing around in that Swiss watch of an open world and just exploring it and playing other games in the series and. I, I had an attachment to Samus and, like, that franchise that I, I didn't really understand at the time. Um, but, like, I played Samus in Smash 4. She was my main at the end of the game. She's still my main in Ultimate. And seeing Ridley get revealed for this game was was an unparalleled sense of, like, just just dropping the bomb on us all. Like, it was it was basically Sakurai just... Putting all his car, all, all he, he's, he, it's him going all in. Like it, it, it felt like ending a presentation, introducing this game with the, this character that hasn't just been so highly sought after by the community, but so consistently, I guess, poo pooed by like people who are like, oh, Sakurai said this is like he's too big. It's basically, it's basically their Nintendo Sakurai, the Smash team's way of saying there are no rules for this. There are zero rules. Snake is back. Cloud is still in. Ridley is coming to this game. Expect mm-hmm. the unexpected. It was just such a such a great moment. And I mean, you know, it, it helped me like it kind of encouraged me to keep exploring the Metroid franchise too, which was really awesome because I, I probably like without Ridley coming to Smash and without playing and enjoying Samus as much as I do in this game, like I, I, I don't think I would like 
quite literally, I don't think I would have some of the gigs that I've gotten, even, like, as a writer. Like, my love for Metroid has pushed me so far um, in so many different ways uh, that I've, like, for so many people, become the Metroid guy. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think Ridley being in Smash was, like, one of the things that really cemented that. Yeah, it, people always say, like, oh, uh, Smash Bros. is good because it can help people get into new franchises, and that's definitely Absolutely. true for things like for uh, Fire Emblem back in the day with, like, Melee and stuff, but has 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 Smash ever gotten you into a franchise, Brandon? Oh, so many times. Yeah, Fire Emblem is... A Fire Emblem, well, like I said, I got into every Nintendo franchise thanks to the original Smash Brothers. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but but going but going into like future games, um, yeah, I definitely checked out Fire Emblem because of Marfin Roy, no doubt about that. Um, ice climbers, ice climber, because ice climbers. Um, yeah, I would say I got into Pikmin because of Smash. I, it was a series I always knew existed, um, but never really mm -hmm. got into it. No, yeah, I I, I guess I, I think the answer is just everyone, honestly, because if there's a Nintendo franchise that I always heard about. But never actually dived into before they got a character representation smash i pretty much went and did that almost immediately afterwards and then gave it a try i think well you know i'm gonna save the the the, the one exception to that for later because you know it'll it'll come up i'm sure but yeah no almost every character that's gotten smash i've at least checked out one of their games mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's, i i I love hearing stories like that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I had you on for this episode, Charlie, because that's such a, it, I just, connecting the dots of how life works out, especially in video games and stuff like that. It's just, you know, I don't it's, know, fails me with some kind it, of. Glee. It's funny because like Metroid <laughs> is like one of the, like one of like five or six franchises that I did that with. I was like, I think for my 15th birthday, I got like an eShop card from my aunt, and I got Super Metroid, Mega Man One. F-Zero and Cur the first Kirby game on, or the Kirby game on NES, which was a port of, yeah, but I got, I got those four games, and those were my first four games, and those first games in those four franchises ever. Nice. Uh, and that was, that was really kind of like, like where, like Smash 4 and Smash in general was kind of where a lot of my interest in Nintendo and passion for gaming history began. Honestly, was like buying those, mm -hmm. those games on the eShop. And it's, it's just wild to think of like, because this is the, the best-selling Smash game and, and the best-selling fighting game of all time is like, how many more people are gonna have the same stories as like you in like five, 10 years? Because Smash has just been an absolute staple of the Switch and like of this generation. It's it's really exciting to be honest and just seeing what happens next. But um, the next uh, Nintendo Direct that had a bunch of, of reveals was definitely super exciting but also at the same time like you said charlie of like it felt like sakurai saying like these are all the chips are laid out like i'm going all in and it uh, ridley broke so many concepts because again there's so many of these fake bullshit like rules that people think like <laughs> nintendo or sakurai had for including characters like oh they can't be too big or oh they you don't get a a second character from the same company or from the same franchise or oh it can't be uh, an american company it's only it's only japanese characters and then uh the next reveal busts out with another fan favorite and to this day it's still one of if not one of my favorite smash reveals 
and that's uh, Simon and Richter. And I had never played a Castlevania. I'd never watched Ca the Castlevania show, but I just thought it was so cool because it, it really mashed up Luigi's Mansion and Castlevania together. And I thought uh, Simon's character design was just so cool and badass. And like the music and shit was dope. Oh yeah, that musical uh, cue when it first pull pulls up mm, that splash art yeah. of Simon and the electric version of Vampire Killer kicks in. Perfect. Oh yeah, man. Oh my god. Beautiful. And uh, and then it just keeps going. It does Dark Samus. It does Crom. And then you're like, man, again, that that was the first time where I felt like everyone was like, damn, this man said we're not getting that much. <laughs> this is quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, that was five characters in one direct. I was like, what? Oh yeah, because that was uh yeah that had all those echoes too. Yeah, three. It was three echoes and two regular characters. Yeah. Oh, I. Well, yeah, because then, then at the end, it, classic, oh, we got one more thing, and it was fucking King K. Rule, man. <laughs> Let's go, man. And again, there were there were so many, again, Simon and Richter, Richter people are like, oh, Konami's not going to play ball again. They, <laughs> they go, too. They, they, yeah, they already have, like, Solid Snake. It's not going to happen. Like, uh, And then Dark Samus, people were like, oh, Metroid's not popular enough. They wouldn't add another character. People didn't really want Krom because there's already like a billion Fire Emblem characters, but I remember that was hype because for uh, Lucina was in Smash Four, right? Yeah, yep. in the in the in that reveal trailer, <laughs> yeah, Krom was like, "I'll yeah. get my chance another day," and then he was, and then and yeah. then and then they said, "No, you'll get it today," and it was he was just part of Robin's final Smash, which also was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was sick, and then yeah. Uh, I don't know, King K. Rule felt like it was just too improbable because, like, Donkey Kong just has a weird history with the Nintendo, right? Like, sure, it was hot off the tail of Tropical Freeze, but he wasn't even in that game, for God's sakes. The last game he was in was Mario Sluggers. <laughs> Dude, he was great in Mario Sluggers, too. <laughs> he was, that's the thing. And, ah, uh, I remember that. That trailer, too, is really, really sick. Just with, um... DDD dressing up like him, and then uh, yeah, uh, you know it's like the whole fake up. I think but. I think what was what was great about that too is like I think that's the only trailer where they like teased what it like a little bit beforehand. Like if you remember, in that direct, Sakurai was like he was talking about that's about all we have for today. But here's one more thing, and like the ground is shaking as he's talking, and mm -hmm. it's like oh shit, what yeah, is yeah. what is coming? Something is approaching. And you don't know what it is. And I, I, honestly, like, that was enough for me. I was like, oh, it's Carol. Like, it's got to be Carol. It's Carol. And, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a really interesting, like, thing. That, that was the only time that they teased something like that, in a, like, before the trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so if you had, let's, let's, honestly, let's rank them. Let's oh, do boy. classic tier list. S is the best, and then A, B. D, no, A, oh my god. <laughs> A, B, C, D, and then just F. We'll skip E. F is the worst. Where would you rank Simon and Richter, Charlie? Uh, in terms of, like, competitive viability, or? In, in terms of, like, hype reveal trailer. <sighs> I had I had the hype deflated for me a little bit for that one, because it leaked the night before. 
Um, it did leak a little oh, bit. Shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the oh. music leaked on YouTube. They uploaded it publicly. I was on a cruise when those characters got announced. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, so I, I, yeah. No, I was on a I was on a cruise. So I, I, I was. I mean, I, I got the the Wi-Fi package, but I wasn't checking my phone much while I was on the cruise. Obviously. Oh, sure. So so I completely missed the leak, and I was I was one of the few that like got you know raw hyped for the reveals. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think I think uh, that that reveal trailer was like just incredible. I, I mean, it started the meme of all the Mario characters. Or no, it didn't start the meme. It continued the meme of all the Mario characters getting murdered in the trailers. Oh, poor Luigi. Um. Like, you, th you, th you think about the... You think about the poor Luigi, you know, just barely making his way through ghosts. And then he's actually fighting, like, these hell spawn monsters. I'm like, <laughs> poor, dude doesn't, poor dude doesn't have a chance. Also, that was their subtle way of uh, teasing Luigi's Mansion 3. Because he just had yes. stuff in there that came from 3. In that trailer before it got officially announced. And that's the thing. It's like nobody even mentioned that. Nobody's like, why does he have a new, like, backpack? Why does he shoot out plungers? Like, mm -hmm. nobody questioned it, which is super weird. I feel like people usually have such a critical eye for that shit. They do. But, yeah, if you, if you had to rank it, where would you put it? Man, uh, I would say that that trailer is probably either A or S tier. Um, I, 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 there's, well, there's uh, it just does so much well. What, uh, and I guess we skipped Ridley. Where did you oh, put Ridley? No question. No question. I mean, <laughs> I mean, firstly, H, that was like one of the first Metroid-like environments that we'd seen in HD in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, so there's that. <laughs> but also just the direction of it, uh, the characterization of Ridley, the fact that he, they show off his final smash and it's him just demolishing people it, it everything about it is perfect like ridley is probably my favorite addition to the game um gameplay wise conceptually everything and he feels that's one of the other things i like about all the newcomers for ultimate is they all feel really unique and except for maybe isabel but but ridley feels you feel like you're playing a villain when you play ridley and the trailer reflects yeah, that really yeah. well in a way that I just I, I could I, I couldn't rank it any lower than S. Like it that probably is my favorite Smash trailer aside from everyone is here. Like favorite newcomer trailer, I should say. Okay, okay, Brandon, where would you rank these two? Uh, I'm quick question: Are we ranking based on the trailers or the characters themselves? Like how personally we're excited for the characters? Uh, both. Let's go both. Okay, well then, so if we're going with Ridley, um, that was actually a pretty easy one because I put both the uh, reveal trailer as well as the character themselves as S, uh, just because of the history that, you know, people have just wanted Ridley for Smash for so long. And honestly, by that point, I had gotten pretty well into the Metroid series myself, so I'll, I personally did enjoy the idea that Ridley was finally coming in. Um, for Simon as, uh, slash Richter... Um, the trailer itself was a, was a nice S because I love the the reveal of it. If we're talking about the characters themselves, uh, at the time I would say Simon was an A, and then Richter would probably be a C. Um, it probably rank Simon might might rank higher now for me personally, only because I did check out the Castlevania series finally. Yeah. After after, after they they got added, bro, classic Castlevania is Ooh. dope. Oh I, yeah. I, 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 Mm -hmm. I like Castlevania. I've I've now played four Castlevania games so far, 
Uh, not finish them, but that's something I'll be doing another time. But I've played 1, 2, Super 4, and Bloodlines. I love 1, 4, and Bloodlines. I do not like 2. I, I have no taste for 2 whatsoever. Um, I still need to play Rondo of Blood with Richter. Uh, so far, the Richter is, is a C for me, just because I haven't played his game. It'll probably be higher once I actually play it, but, you know, I don't really know him that mm-hmm. well yet. Yeah, uh, the Simon and Richter reveal got, it's same, it got me to watch the series, and it got me to try out Super Castlevania 4, which yeah, was sick. Was dope. Um, I'm going to put Ridley at A, just because I didn't, I didn't have a personal uh, connection to it, but I knew it was very hype, so like I got excited. Um, but Simon and Richter for me, just, I love the trailer, love the music, love the inclusion of Luigi. And I like that it's two characters of one, so that's an S tier for me. Sure, yeah. Uh, we can't we can't really do Dark Samus and Crom because they didn't get reveal trailers. Yeah. Nor Daisy. But ugh, Daisy, ugh, I don't want to talk about Daisy. Daisy, Daisy was funny. Wasn't Daisy? I could be wrong, but wasn't Daisy like in the Everyone Is Here trailer? No, no, what no. You're right. No, she was revealed right after. Yeah, technically before Ridley. Yeah. Like, when Sakura was introducing that, hey, Echo Fires are a thing. We already had two with Lucina and Dark Pit. Where here's a new one. And then they showed <laughs> Daisy. I like Daisy. I use, I use Daisy more than I do Peach. I, I, I'm just... I'll always be bitter that she's in the game and not Waluigi, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about King K. Rule for you guys? Ooh, okay, so that trailer was an A for sure because I enjoyed the fake out of it and it was pretty true to the Donkey Kong series. Um, for me, otherwise, it's, I guess it's a B. Like, I, I, I do like King K. Rule. I've played the country games. My first Donkey Kong game was actually 64, Donkey Kong 64. Um, and King K. Rule was super dope in that. No, wait, hold on. I'm going to put it a little higher to, to the A because at the end of the... Because? Because at the end of the trailer... King K. Rule, his final smash is firing the goddamn laser from Donkey Kong 64, <laughs> which is the game I play. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it's the bad ending for 64. That's great. Nah, it was uh, cool. I think we should acknowledge that. I think it's even more hype than the music from the Simon and Richter reveal. The music in the King K. Oh, yeah, the gameplay is so fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. So oh my god. I remember downloading that. It was so good. Yeah, oh, it, was, it, was, it was such a good one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, what about I feel you, like, I feel like I feel like the Belmonts, Ridley, and K. Rool are like the big three of the of the newcomers for Ultimate for me. Um, the hype and the excitement about those three specifically, uh, in terms of at least the base game characters... Oh, and Inklings, too. Uh, I feel like Inklings also had an unfair advantage, but... I think the K. Rule, much like Ridley, was this long requested um, character. Like, you know, he got the me costume in Smash Four. People were like, "Oh, he's never gonna get in. He's not relevant enough. He's he's he hasn't been in a Donkey Kong game since like the '90s, and the last game he was in, period, was was like ten years ago. Like the." It just it just felt like a doubling down on this promise that like there are no rules. What few Nintendo characters that really need to be in here? So aside from Waluigi, sorry Sterling. 
um, <laughs> that really need to be here will be here. Every, not and everyone isn't just here. Everyone will be here. Is what that trailer said to me too. And like, I know I'm kind of repeating what I said about the Ridley trailer, but it really, I mean, the K rule, the K rule trailer was. To my mind, uh, K. Rule was requested as much as Ridley was for Smash for a really long time, um, and so to my mind, it's up there with Ridley uh, in terms of like a reveal. The trailer was great, uh, Fake Out was awesome. In terms of playing him in the game, probably wouldn't put him in like the S tier or even the A tier, <laughs> um, but he's he's still really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it kind of set the tone for. Uh, the characters in DLC with Ridley, Dark Samus, and now King K. Rule that we're getting some villains in this oh, game. Right. That's Espe- true. Especially with some of the, the later reveals. Like, god damn. Uh, for me, personally, I'd probably put him at an A. Didn't have a lot of personal connection. I know he was super well requested, but again, that music was still just hype as fuck. I never played King K. Rule, but still amazing. Uh, the next thing to be revealed in the game was kind of the UI menuing. And they showed off <clears throat> the hidden game mode that they had like blurred out in uh, the main menu. And people started to speculate about what that was and if it was going to be, you know, another subspace emissary in adventure mode. Like what that was going to be. What you guys, you guys remember like kind of... Uh, the speculation around what that. you thought at the time because I, I i remember yeah. when that when that happened i remember people on twitter were like using ai to to kind of reverse engineer what that possibly could have said yeah <laughs> and that was that was such a <laughs> that was so funny um to to watch happen but like yeah i i, I remember that happening in like honestly the subspace emissary was really fun and i love it but like I, I kind of wasn't letting myself get excited after Smash 4. Like, I love Smash Run and Smash Tour. Yeah, I was saying. But, like, I, I was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I don't really know what this is going to be yet. And, honestly, I'm just happy to have all these characters in this game. Because, especially at that time, like, that was probably around, like, the, the, the apex of my, like, competitive, like, experience in, in Smash. Like, I, that was when I was the most active. So... For me, I think that like I, I I just wasn't really paying attention to that side of the game as much. Did you get more into it with Ultimate though, like like the competitive side as it went on? Yeah, yeah, <sighs> kind of. It, it, it's weird because I think I I definitely like would have, but honestly, wanting to to pay for college and like not take out many loans and also you know, make content and break into the, into the game's journalism sphere and stuff like that kind of, kind of kept me from competing as much. Also like, uh, living in Chicago without a car, the closest local to me for Smash was roughly 40 minutes away. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was, you know, if I didn't have to wait for a train or a bus and if I did, it would be significantly longer. Um, and so for me, it, it was kind of, uh, I, I did get more into it at first just because I didn't need a job at that time, but then, like, almost immediately after Smash came out, I just got so busy that, like, I haven't honestly had a chance to compete a whole lot in Ultimate, but I'd really like to. I'd really like to get back into it once I graduate. So, short answer, 
not really, but I've definitely, like, I'm definitely better at Ultimate than I was at 4, I think. Yeah. Uh, did you have any speculation at the time, Brandon? For the, well, thought it might be some kind of single player mode, but I really didn't, I really didn't know what to make with it. Like, Charlie, I didn't want to get my hopes up. Because I actually saw the reason why uh, Sakurai didn't want to put in, like, an actual um, robust story mode like he did with Subspace Emissaries because people were leaking the cutscenes online. So he just thought, well, people are just going to watch it anyway, then what's the point? Which, I get it, and I also don't get it at the same time, but it was... Yeah, every game has that. Like, well, I don't know. I think that's kind it's, of... It's, it's, a, it's a weird hang-up for him, uh, for him, and, you know... It, I, I, from from a creator standpoint, I, that, I guess that can, can be kind of disappointing that you uh, make these like scenes as a reward for people playing the game because you know Sakurai does have the Nintendo mentality of gameplay first and the and the reward and the storyline is like your reward I guess. Um, so I get that aspect of it, people just watching it and not playing it themselves. But at the same time, it's like like you said, everyone does that. So you know, it's, but anyway, regardless, uh, because he has that mentality. And therefore, there was no storyline of any kind of Smash 4. I just didn't get my hope up for Ultimate. I knew it was going to be some kind of single-player mode. And in my mind, I was just like, well, I just hope it's better than the uh, content that they had in lieu for Smash 4. Because Smash Run was okay, but it could have been better. And the Smash Tour mode, man, that was fun like once. And then I played it again. I was like, I don't want to play this ever again. I will defend Smash Tour until yeah. my last breath. I should yes. really. I... I am I am that... <laughs> I am a Smash Tour apologist, embarrassingly enough. Okay, then you know what I haven't played with you, Charlie, and maybe that's what that was my problem. Let's play Smash Tour if we ever hang up in person with with our Wii U. <laughs> now listen. Part of it may be because I would play with my friends and always win, and because okay. I liked it more than Mario Party. But oh, the, I, I, okay. I mean, who's to say? You know, it's, it's just speculation. Really. I just remember some. I just remember something that I did really like about Smash Tour. I liked how when you went around, you were collecting the fighters, and then you had that big fight at the end where you had like all these different characters. Like each stock was a different character, and I'm glad that got it. That brought got brought back uh, forward in Ultimate, where you could do like the um, I think it was called the Smash Down mode, where mm-hmm. it was just that each of your stocks was a different character, so you could bring like multiple characters for a fight. Really wish that mode had online, but I digress. Oh yeah. Or the, yeah, Smashdown or the or the mode where, or maybe this is Smashdown. I'm thinking of something else, but the mode where you and another per, another person or several people choose a character, and then after that fight, you fight during the match, but the characters you use are gone. Now you have to use different <laughs> characters, and mm-hmm. then you have to just basically win until the roster is gone, and then the one who got the most fights win. Yeah, those are great modes. I just really wish those were online, but. The uh, the next reveal was Isabel in September. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the charge. I'm gonna say this one was a little boring, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's just because like Isabel turned out to be a rather shit character in the end. <laughs> like not 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 personally, not like oh I hate Animal Crossing, but like everybody I hear talk that like knows anything about Smash says she's a terrible character. So she yeah, yeah. she's not. What She's do you not guys competitively think? viable. I do have fun with her because her fishing rod is really stupid. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like my first Animal Crossing game was was New Horizons. Like I I I had no connection with the franchise in the past, and the fact that she was like largely very similar to Villager, like to me, eh, I mean, it's it, I'm glad for the people that were there, but honestly, the reveal of a new Animal Crossing game was significantly more exciting than Isabel being added to Smash. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I wonder with you know, the inevitable next Smash game, if they go hard into adding more Animal Crossing characters with how popular yeah. New Horizons has been, it, I don't know, could, could be a smart move, but what'd you think, Brandon? Mm. I th- oh, the, before, before we, uh, sorry, before we continue, Isabel, mm, I'm gonna put in like a D tier for me. Yeah, so as far as Isabel's reveal, uh, so I do have a bit of a uh, connected to Animal Crossers. I did play New Leaf where she made her debut. Um, I remember she was a assist trophy in Smash 4 and if I'm honest, uh, I kind of thought that's where she would stay. And I'm never going to really bemoan a new character getting added to Smash right. because again, we have everyone and more. So yeah, she's there. I, that's great. I know Christy loves Isabel, so I'm definitely not going to badmouth her on this podcast. <laughs> um, but as far but, mm-hmm. but as far as like um, personal... The trailer itself I thought was... Um, it probably would have ranked lower for me if they didn't announce a new Animal Crossing game right after because, oh, you did a bait and switch. I don't like that. But because they did do it, like, immediately afterwards, I'm like, eh, you know what? Solid solid B, I would say, for the trailer. As far as the character herself, again, not going to bad mouth for it, but I'm also, again, I do like Isabelle as a character. She's great in Animal Crossing. But as a character, meh, nice C for me. Mm-hmm. Where would you place her, Charlie? I would say overall, like yeah, probably a C. I mean, it, it's so hard for me to put any anything, any of these characters or like their reveals, anything like really low on a tier list because like, I don't know, man. It is so much passion uh, and love just like <laughs> oozes from every part of the hype cycle and these characters. <laughs> but yeah, Isabel, mm-hmm. Isabel, and uh, one we'll get to later are probably the two weakest ones for me. Yeah, next uh, we have a batch of people that were revealed in November. The first one was Ken from Street Fighter. Uh, I think this was one of the few where, like, everybody knew it was kind of yeah. coming. Yeah, it got leaked. It was heavily rumored, and, like, it just kind of made sense. But he is an Echo Fighter, right, if I am correct? That's right, Yes. of uh, Ryu. Uh, it was a fun trailer. Yeah, with Incineroar. His trailer was kind of fun. Yeah, so he got revealed along with Incineroar. Um, I'm gonna put him at a, at a B tier just because like he's an Echo Fighter, but he's not any lower because the reveal trailer was kind of fun. Uh, Incineroar, I'm gonna put the same. Not a huge uh, late gen. I've never played his Incineroar's Pokemon game. Uh, again, everybody talked about him coming in, so it's kind of obvious. So it wasn't as big of a deal for me. But I recognize the importance of them. Uh, what do you guys I think? I think Incineroar being in, like, I yeah, I'm not, like, he's not, like, one of my favorite Pokemon or anything. But I, I do think that, like, Incineroar being there is fun just for the from the sole purpose of, like, he, uh, <laughs> like, you know, adding more villains to Smash. He's kind of a heel, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, to use a wrestling term. You know, he, he, he has... His side B is like you know having characters run the ropes and stuff. It's 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 just fun that like like we get 
uh, we get to have almost a villain, but like a Pokemon style villain in this. Um, and so that part was fun. Also, like his moveset's really unique, so I can't complain. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I I was I was not super excited about Incineroar. Although I will say, like, people are kind of down on Pokemon being added to Smash, which makes me kind of confused because they're usually like pretty mechanically interesting or at least unique, usually. Mm-hmm. But but Ken Ken I would put maybe a little lower than Incineroar I think uh, yeah everyone knew it was coming I, I like Street Fighter a lot like Street Fighter 2 is like one of my favorite games of all time I'm a Ken main in all the Street Fighter games but let's go <laughs> but you know I mean it, it, it just wasn't as like big of a bomb as some of these other characters to my mind uh, so the trailer overall was a nice A. I, I enjoyed the uh, the scrap at the uh, boxing ring, which ended up becoming wrestling ring, I guess, for the purpose of the uh, trailer. Um, also, like, the, the graphics and lighting in that trailer were super crisp as well. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Got to get fire effects. Oh, okay. Sorry, continue. It was absolutely yeah. intense, yeah. Uh, as far as Incineroar, so <laughs> Pokemon Sun was actually my 2016 game of the year, and I definitely had Incineroar as, like, my final starter evolution for that. So I do have an attachment to Incineroar for that reason. Um, definitely have to see it in, in Smash, but I would, even so, I would put Incineroar maybe as a B because I like Incineroar, but I, I think there's other, like, final starter evolutions that I probably like just a bit more. So that's where it sits there. Now, Ken is an A for me because, like Charlie, I'm also a Ken main. I, I, I've, I, I wouldn't say I've, Hardcore into Street Fighter, but the ones I've dabbled in, Ken is always the character that I can at least do pretty decent at. I got the uh, the motions for Ken down pretty well, so I can I can do decently with Ken. And I just kind of like his character overall. Like Ryu is for to my is a little too stoic for my liking, but Ken you know just likes to have fun and has a similar move set. Uh, so yeah, nice A for me for Ken. I was I was very happy that he was able to make it into uh, the Smash roster. And the next one, which is a complete curveball, Charlie, I'm very interested on your opinion on it. Piranha Plant. What'd you think of Piranha Plant? Because I have, I have a definitely have an opinion. Piranha Plant is fucking awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think the reveal of a character who is conceptually and historically lame and uninteresting and completely relegated <laughs> to the background to a degree that no other character in Smash is, is is just so funny. Like, obviously, like, there the idea of a joke character has kind of always been a thing in fighting games, especially. Uh, Smash has had it, but it's not always been the most consistent with it. But, like, Piranha Plant is an S-tier joke character. Like, I, I think Piranha Plant is, like... <laughs> that I can think of at least in terms of fighting game history like one of the better joke characters okay Brandon you gotta round us out cause I'm gonna be real out of front play <laughs> F tier fuck that guy man not Waluigi joke character doesn't make any sense but I'll I'll, I'll cap it off by saying I absolutely get where you're coming from Charlie like I agree that like maybe people shouldn't take this as seriously it's just characters like you know there's like fucking 80 characters in this game you know lots of people got what they want blah 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 but fuck him (laughs) (laughs) brandon you gotta level us out somewhere yeah so here's where i'm at so i agree with like uh what charlie was saying in regards to it being joe character um 
but I'll, I'll take that term a little further and, and say that Piranha Plant is definitely a WTF choice. Yeah. Um, but every Smash game uh, from Melee onwards, actually, you know what? Even since the original, has had at least one character that is like, huh, they made it in? With 64, I would say it's Ness because Earthbound was very niche at the time. It still is. With Melee, it'd be Mr. Game Watch because who the hell would have thought that this uh, 2D polygonal, not polygonal, 2D sprite character, 2D LCD character from the old Game Watch <laughs> was going to make it into Smash. I would say for, for that one. Brawl, I would I put that as Rob because, you know, he's a peripheral, not a like, game character. He ended up being really close to the storyline. For Smash 4, it had two. That first one was definitely We Fit Trainer because what the fuck? We Fit Trainer? Like, uh, <laughs> but, but there she, but there she slash he was. And Duck Hunt as well because, and Duck Hunt, I love Duck Hunt as a character because it's a very clever idea. The, the idea of the duck and the dog working together with a third person just like him manning the gun. It's a very clever character. So Sakurai, you know, he's good about making sure the characters that a lot of people ask for get in, right? But he also has, you know, sometimes things outside the box, right? And Piranha Plant, yeah. I would fit into that category because no one thought to put Piranha Plant as a fighting game character in Super Smash Brothers. But in an interview, when people ask, why the hell did you put Piranha Plant in? He basically says, well, it's one of the most recognizable Mario enemies. And Mario's a really well-known franchise, so I put him in. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, he's not—he's he, not wrong. Most like maybe a lot of people don't know my name, but most people that played a Mario game in the last three decades have seen a Piranha Plant, so they recognize it. That's not wrong. And as far as like as, as the character getting in, uh, man, you know, once upon a time, I think like I was one of the people that actually really enjoyed the joke of it that Piranha Plant made into Smash. That uh, you know that he was already an A rank for me, but knowing how much it's making Sterling salty puts him in an S. <laughs> what the fuck, Brandon? <laughs> Your suffering it pleases me, and you know what? I'm gonna rub you more salt on this wound. So my favorite Mario Party game is Mario Party Three, and that that game has a has a mode called Dual Mode, where every character that you choose will have a default party member that will go with them. For Waluigi. His default partner is Piranha Plant. So the partner for Waluigi made it to Smash, but not Waluigi. I got a, I got a sneaking suspicion that Brandon's not going to be brought back for a fourth Damn. episode, let me tell you. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll sneak in. <laughs> uh, the next thing to be revealed was World of Light. I don't really have that much of an opinion on it. It's cool. I think they use the spirits well, but it's not subspace emissary. Do you guys have any strong feelings no. on it? Uh... Yeah, well, if we're talking about like the actual gameplay stuff, yeah, it's not so space necessary. Um, spirit, the spirit battles going around the map is is is, is, is all right. It's not so space necessary. But that trailer, though. Oh yeah, so good. Having all the characters like stand side by side together, oh, it was so cool. And then having the characters that actually have voice acting speak in that trailer as well was also a really cool touch. And then, of course, the tragedy of the beams just obliterating all of them. Um, and there were so many... But it kind of cemented... It cemented the fact that Kirby's pretty much a god and the strongest <laughs> being alive. Kirby he, is strong. survived, man. Kirby is stronger than a god, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, yeah, he got out of there. But I do love how each... Like, they didn't do it for every character, obviously, but a lot of the characters that did give Vaporize, it, it kind of showed, like, their individual history. Like, uh, you know, Falco and Captain Falcon were trying to make escape on their respective machines. Um... 
Sonic, who probably could have escaped, deliberately sold himself to try to save Pikachu, which was it's always touches me that he so that he did that he tried to do that. Um, <laughs> great Kid Icarus Uprising reference where Palatina tries to send Pit and Dark Pit soaring, but she disappears, so they lose their power of flight from the Kid Icarus Uprising game, and they just kind of like go prone in the sky and then get vaporized, which is like, oh my god, that's... And then, even Wii Fit Trainer, it seems weird that she's like trying to pose in the middle of getting beat, shot by beams, but that actually ties into the Smash mechanics because the move she does is supposed to give her like invincibility frames. And if you look at that trailer, it takes her like uh, two seconds longer to get vaporized because she has that invincibility frame. Which is... Yeah. Th there's so many there's so many like little details in that trailer that's like nuts. Oh! Link, um, Breath of the Wild Link, attempting to parry the beams like he does guardian beams in Breath of the Wild, <laughs> which doesn't work, of course, but, like, you know, stuff like that. It also ties into a later trailer, which is, is, is really cool. Oh, yeah. But uh, the next thing, which is just hype as fuck, and uh, I think really cemented Nintendo and Smash with the certain event but it was december 6th the game the day before the game comes out it was the game awards oh yeah and my goodness what a smash reveal it got man i i, I remember where i was on that day just like sitting at home in bed and it starts with the persona music right and and the red the classic like black and red from persona 5 and I think everybody thought, like, holy fuck, Persona 5 is going to be on Switch. This is hype as hell. And then it switches up with Joker being in Smash. And that's how somehow even more hype. Yes, honestly. Like, what a trailer. Easy, easy S tier for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, easy S tier because of the surprise of it. Because uh, it's, 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 it's such a surprise because, you know, this is a Game Wars, not a Nintendo Direct. So you're not necessarily expecting... You want a Smash reveal, but you're not even necessarily expecting it. It can go either way. Uh, you know, and then you see this scene from Persona 5, and it could just... It literally... You don't know what it is. And then it's just... It was set up in the perfect position to surprise people, I would say. And that's probably one of the best parts of that reveal trailer. Um, I, I, I think that was also, again, with the whole, like, people making up rules for why people can't get in is is, oh, it's a third-party character, but their games have been on Nintendo consoles, where it's like, well, Persona 5 has, you know, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Now, Joker's coming to Smash. So mm -hmm. that kind of gets rid of that stupid rule now. That rule should have not already should have already been out the window when Cloud got into Smash 4, because Final Fantasy VII, until that Switch, until that Switch port, was never once on a Nintendo console, and yet still Cloud still got that's in. That's true, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yep. So I don't know why people were still clinging to that that idea that that could that could be a hindrance. But anyway, I, I do want to point out real quick that I do also remember where I was during that because I actually had some friends over to watch the game wars with me at my place. And uh, at the time, you know, a few of us had kind of like scattered to like some of us went to the table to play some card games, and the rest of us, you know, stayed to watch the game awards. And then Persona Five announcement came, and then one friend of mine that had really played <laughs> Persona Five a lot wanted to see what it was. And then when the card got turned around to reveal the symbol, like, oh, man. Uh, one friend of mine that had finished Persona 5 started hyperventilating. And the other one of mine that came from the table where he was playing cards and saw that, he grabbed me, and we started square dancing in the living room, chanting, Joker, Joker, Joker. 
<laughs> that he was getting in. And mind That's you, sick. for those who remember when I was on the Persona 5 podcast, <laughs> I mentioned that at the time I hadn't played Persona 5. And I still understood how hype as fuck this was that he was going to make it in. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting that, like, I feel like Nintendo managed to have the biggest night, the biggest, like, well, Nintendo managed to steal the show at that Game Awards despite, like, not really having anything of note in in terms of, like, awards or trailers up to that yeah. point. Like, ending this show with that right before your game comes out? Literally, I think... I think in terms of like the digital release, it was like five minutes yeah. before the game came out, which was, which was oh. just oh my god, it I'm was sorry. unbelievable. I just remember, I just you, you just unlocked the memory, <laughs> <laughs> like you saying that. Yeah, that's why I had all my friends over for the Game Awards party because it was also a Smash Brothers launch party. <laughs> like we were gonna play, we were, we were playing the game right that's at right. midnight as it came out. That's why I had them all over. It wasn't watching the Game Awards. They were, I mean, some of them did, of course, but oh, that's why I was there. Dang. But yeah, it was it was weird because like I I had never played Persona Five. Like I, I'm still not really that into JRPGs. But like, I, so I was like I was like, who is this guy? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like I, I had never even had like a PlayStation uh, up to that point. Um, and so I was I was just so confused. I was like, okay, everybody that I know is collectively freaking out, and I've never heard of this guy. Who is he? <laughs> What is going on? Uh, but yeah, no, like, what a great moment. Like, I, I, even as somebody who's, like, not connected to that franchise until years later, like, that is just an incredible moment. Yeah, uh, we need to dial it back a little bit on the fact that you said you aren't that into JRPGs. Uh, I got a sneaking suspicion that Charlie's not going to be invited back for an <laughs> episode two. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake was my game of the year in 2022, or in, in 2020. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll okay. Maybe an episode two. And I like Pokemon. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Don't lose me the comments. <laughs> like, like you guys said, the day after was... You know, we, we've been talking for like... What? Like, over... Holy shit, an hour and a half. And we <laughs> haven't even gotten to the release of the game yet. So the next day, right <laughs> after the Game Awards, the game comes out. Do you guys did you guys do anything special for well Brandon you already said you're having a friggin' reveal party uh Charlie did you do anything wild Um I'm trying to think I well I was I was cuz that was back when I was still streaming a lot of stuff I was streaming my reaction to the game awards and then immediately from there I was basically just like vamping for 10 minutes and then started streaming smash <laughs> uh and I was like playing with my roommates and and playing with uh, with my community at the time on YouTube, and I, I I remember like loving it. And then I think the next day, uh, it was also during during finals week uh, of my first semester of college. But I didn't really care <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Uh, I was too busy uh, with Smash, and I went to a friend. Uh, shout out to Joey. I don't know if either of y'all know who that is from pot from a. Uh, the jump and shoot podcast but he he does like a lot of stuff um in in this space actually too but he hosted something it was like a get together for uh it was a smash tournament for the launch of that game and i got second place at that and that was really Yo. fun oh yeah it, it, i feel like you know when you have people over it's always bring out mario party or mario kart or kind of something simple but it's like when you're with 
people who know Smash and know fighting games, it's like it's it's a whole different vibe because it, it Smash is that thing where if you know how to play and you enjoy it, people get so competitive, and it's I don't know it's 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 a whole uh, it's a whole vibe. It, it, it can really, again, Smash is just such a social game in a sense. Whether it's in person or streaming with people or, or playing tournaments, like you said, Charlie. It's just it, uh, the community around it. And again, like we said earlier with um, the, the reaction, the hype reaction around this game was insane. Again, major sh shout out to people like like uh etica or, or uh, rogers base or, or yeah. hmk and people like that like it it just it added a whole other level of excitement to this game and the reveals it or like even the blog updates i don't know if either y'all remember um back before i knew what i know now about how game explain was run back in the day <laughs> uh they had uh, a weekly show where they would like where they would break down all the blog updates mm -hmm. for yeah. Ultimate. And I remember I remember having enough time to listen to every single one of those where they would talk for like an hour about like a high high quality image of like a, a render yeah. of, of an item oh, or an man. assist yeah, trophy or something. And like oh man. That's a wild. That was uh that was like the height of, of uh, game explain man back in the day like 2018 2019 like mm -hmm. i remember doing the same thing mm -hmm. man like exactly just like any reveal anything they just did such a deep dive and it was such a such a good time um the next thing uh after you know the game comes out in december the next big thing was e3 2019 so we had quite a wait uh for the next reveal but uh in, in my opinion, it was a great reveal, and it was Hero and Banjo and Kazooie. I still kind of dislike when people say that Hero was a bad choice because, like, nobody really cared about him over here. And it just goes to show that, like, yo, this game isn't just a Western audience. Like, right. Dragon Quest is such a big thing in Japan. Like, this was, this was a massive thing. For so many people, just because it's not exciting for you, doesn't mean it's not the hypest thing for someone else. Now, right, and it, and it's like it's like the banjo thing too. Like I'm sure banjo had a probably like a comparable reaction for for re in regions where banjo and kazooie wasn't that popular. Like I feel like Dragon Quest is so big in Japan. Yeah. Like it, it makes it totally makes sense that he that uh, it got representation. Mm -hmm. That's that's a, that's. What, like you said, that's actually the perfect thing to say. I felt like complete opposites with those two reveals that Hero super popular in Japan, not that popular in the West. Banjo super popular in the West, but not uh, in Japan. So it's kind of opposite, right? Which is why it's... And, and here... Which I was going to say, it's just, which is why it's so effective to show them together in the same three presentation. Yeah. And man, the, the Hero presentation was sick as fuck. It was, you know, all the like sword fighters uh, with like, it had like Marth and Med Knight and stuff and they were all like evil in the world of light. Yeah. And then Hero like pops up on the horse. Um, oh, by the way, I think we all agreed, right? Like Joker, Joker was S tier. Yes. For sure. I think so, yeah. Uh, Charlie, where would you put Hero then? Hero, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me because, like, again, like I, I never really had any connection with 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 the Dragon Quest franchise. I played the demo for eleven and really enjoyed it, but like, 
I just, like, Hero's actually probably my most played DLC character, so for that alone, like, it definitely gotta be higher up there, like, probably yeah. A. Um, but also, I mean, again, the hype for Hero kind of got deflated because Hero leaked uh, a few months in advance, which was Did unfortunate. Did Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, there was a data mine that, uh, that basically leaked him. Dang. It was like, it was like either Hero or, like, one other character that was seemingly very unlikely. If I remember correctly, it was because um, the first round of DLC, the first few DLC characters had like code names associated with them in the co in in the game's code, and like Joker's was Jack, and um, Heroes was like the I forget what it was, but it was like I think it was like like the the translation of the Japanese the default Japanese name for the Dragon Quest protagonists. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about now. It was, it was something like that. But I was like, I, I, and and again, like I, <laughs> I also knew that like Dragon Quest Eleven was a, coming to Switch was a pretty yeah. big deal at the time. Uh, so like I, I was like, yeah, it, it totally makes sense. So, mm -hmm. Brandon, how how uh, how are you? You're pretty hot on Dragon Quest Eleven, aren't you? I enjoy like Charlie. I really enjoyed the demo. I played it all the way through, and I ended up buying the full game. Because I enjoyed the demo so much. Unfortunately, however, when I eventually did get the full game, backlog was pretty heavy at the time. It still kind of is, so I haven't really delved deep into the full game, but I definitely will at some point. Um, as it currently stands, I've only really dabbled in Dragon Quest as of now, so I would say both the reveal trailer and the character reveal are probably like a nice B for me. Uh, I thought it was really cool that it did play around with the World of Light storyline a little bit. And it was cool that it was like, you know... The default costume is Dragon Quest Eleven Hero, but then you could also use the ones from the other popular ones, like 3, 4, and 8, which is a nice little, uh, shakes things up. And they all have different, not that they actually say any words, but they all have different, uh, Japanese voice actors that, to my knowledge, are pretty well known in Japan, which, what else would you expect from Dragon Quest, which is extremely big over there, they want to make sure that, uh, I think I remember hearing that the voice actor for Dragon Dragon Quest 3's hero is the same one that voiced Link in Ocarina of Time for his voice clips, who's also the famously the voice of Hiei in the Japanese uh, of Yu Yu Hakusho. I did not know any of that. I'd say the same. Uh, B tier for me. Not a super hype trailer, but a good pick. And uh, I've never really played Hero. So yeah, B tier right down the middle for sure. The next one though. Oh boy. Uh, so I had, a, I had a roommate and my friend Casey. We lived together in college. And his favorite game ever was Banjo-Kazooie. And every Smash reveal, that's all he said. I just want it to be Banjo. Like <laughs> he just wanted it so bad. And, and we were watching that E3 together when... Uh, it was Hero, like, we were kind of disappointed because we were like, oh, we were hoping it was going to be Banjo. We're probably not going to get two reveals. And then, you know, it, it again, it plays off the whole King K. Rule trailer. And it's like, what the, are they re... I, I literally thought, I was like, are they replaying the King K. Rule trailer? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? But then it was like, well, he King K. Rule's in the trailer with Donkey Kong. And then when the jiggy, like, yeah, bounces the across jiggy. the floor... I've never seen somebody pop up like my friend Casey. Like, he was so... Ex and, like, I jumped up, too, because I was hype as fuck for him. I've never really played Banjo, because I was just like, yo, this is fucking insane. Because, again, so many people are like, they're never going to put a, uh, 
a Western character in this game. Like, oh, they, they're never going to... Uh, Microsoft would never do it, blah, blah, blah. And man, what a trailer. And again, the <laughs> music was so high. Grant Kirkup, like, what a what a composer. and Just so, so exciting. Honestly, uh, probably in the running for my favorite Smash trailer of all time. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? Say for me, it's... It's an A in both character and reveal trailer because <clears throat> Andrew Kazooie is a character that people have wanted technically since like Smash 64 because, you know, he was an N64 icon for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be I in the game too, I heard something about right? that. I think that I, I certainly think it was something that like was attempted to be implemented in like later games. But then, you know, we all had, we got the uh, rare buyout. So that, of course, never came to fruition. It's nice that all these years later that he finally made it in because I feel like he definitely has long deserved the slot for what he did for the N64 era and uh, yeah it's a, it's a big deal and the trailer was great I loved how it was a play on the King K. Wu trailer which is fitting because they're all rare characters essentially and they did it with Duck Hunt this time which is great because it's a dog and a bird instead of a bear and a bird but it's also yeah. enough <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought it was handled very well. The jiggy was what. <clears throat> if you, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> if you're an uh, banjo kazooie fan, and you saw the jiggy, you knew immediately. And then everyone else who maybe not may not be as familiar with the series, of course, got it right away when they saw the silhouette, and then of course the character themselves. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a great reveal. Banjo kazooie absolutely deserves a spot in Smash. It was very great to see. There was also in interviews afterwards with Sakurai like again everybody thought this was going to be impossible but he said in interviews he's like no it was super easy like we literally just asked Microsoft and they said absolutely and they just gave us the rights for everything and let us run wild like that's so sick and again it, it I think that was one of the times where it kind of cemented that Nintendo and Microsoft have a really good relationship right which which has benefited them both pretty greatly yeah but you, but, uh, you, but uh, you want to talk about someone else who made things really easy. I think the next one has something big to regard. Well, Charlie, were you hot oh, on yeah. uh, Banjo and Kazooie? I was. Uh, Banjo and Kazooie, um, I would say, is like almost like imme- like the tier immediately below characters like K. Rule, Ridley, um, you know, stuff like that. Where he was, they were they were asked for for so long. But like for me, like. I I I've tried I tried Banjo and Kazooie and I just didn't like it at the time. I played it later on and still didn't really like it that mm-hmm. much. But um, so I was like, I, I mostly wanted it for my friends who wanted it, I guess. Um, and now that he's in the game, like I, I'm super glad that he's there. But whenever I get him on random, I'm like, ah, oh, come <laughs> on, really? <laughs> like I don't know. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of how he plays, but like. The trailer is so good. I mean, the jiggy bouncing through through there, the 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 the, um, the duck hunt dog fake <laughs> out. It, it just everything felt pitch perfect. I mean, even the beginning with K. Rule just hanging out with Diddy and DK, mm-hmm. just everything just felt so right with it. Like having the rare icons uh, all in one trailer, um, all the different like stuff with the movesets that were showcased. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. And then to have it followed up with. Probably one of the biggest memes in, like, the gaming industry by adding Sans from Undertale as a me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Was just so hype as fuck. 
like it was so crazy. And adding uh, Megalovania, like into the as a soundtrack song. Yeah. Like, oh, what a. I wish. Yeah. I wish they did more of that. Like they did Cuphead. Well, Shantae got no one as yeah. well. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. It, it, I feel like the rest of them didn't really feel the same in a sense. Like there wasn't the. It felt like a lot of the rest of them were confirmations of like certain characters getting in like when they showed the travis touchdown one i was super disappointed because i thought he was gonna get in the yeah. game but from there we go uh we got we get a direct in august right after e3 and it reveals terry with the stage builder uh mode i like terry i actually play him quite a bit i've never played fatal fury or king of fighters but i really don't like his reveal trailer it's really? interesting for people who who understand Fatal Fury in that, but it has no gameplay. It it doesn't show him fighting at all. Oh, dude, I I never touched a, a King of Fighters or Fatal Fury game. Same. I love that trailer. I, I I'm personally biased. I love like sprite. Yeah, I love it too. I do sprites, but like, yeah, and honestly, like King of Fighters is probably the fighting game that I've played the most now. Now. I would say like I'm definitely the best at like KOF 15 I actually reviewed recently but like um I don't love Terry but like I I thought that reveal trailer was fun at least it was like a, 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 a like a change it was a refreshing change That's the thing I felt like it was a great um what do you call it like a great celebration of King of like I felt like it got represented really well I just didn't like how it was Mm-hmm. Terry shows up at the end, grabs it, and then the trailer just ends, and it doesn't show him fighting. Like it doesn't show him any of the moves or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I also, I also think um, the trailer kind of ended up being fortuitous because the the the, the SNK thing was another one that leaked ahead mm-hmm. of time, and so having the opening from, like, one of the King of Fighters games, basically just, like, having all these different characters from the series uh, fighting over the Smash Invitation, I think ended up working in uh, in Terry's favor in terms of, like, it could have totally been, like, one of the trailers where they you don't know, like, what franchise right. or character or anything, and they do, like, fake-outs and stuff, but because it leaked that it was an SNK thing, I think that actually kind of helped my perception of the trailer, at least. Because um, it, also, it also shifted the discussion... A lot about why it makes sense to add a King of Fighters character. You know the regions where King of Fighters is popular, um, and so, sort of like how King of Fighters actually ended up really influencing Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, like the spot dodge from or the dodge roll from uh, in Smash is you can pr- draw a pretty clear line from that to King of Fighters, or from King of Fighters to Smash. It also it also just like felt like it was. Again, it, it wasn't like other characters like Ridley or Banjo where it felt like there was a lot of outcry for Terry or King of Fighters character, but it was just like, yo, this feels deserved. Like, this makes a lot of sense. And I felt like that with another character from later on where it's just like, yeah, this is another fighting franchise that deserves to be represented and is like, yo, I'm glad it's here. Again, love the character. I just had a problem with the trailer. So mm-hmm. it's like a D tier yeah, for no, me. Brandon, how were, you, how were you hot or cold on Terry? <clears throat> so, I'm with uh, Charlie. The trailer itself, yeah, despite not having the the um, any gameplay for Terry, which I, I honestly didn't think about until you brought it up. Uh, but it's still an A for me because I really do like the uh, the different SNK characters 
fighting for the invitation. The funniest one was Geese making a grab for it and then falling off the building was great. Or Nakaruru trying to get grab it with her hawk and then just like not getting it. No, the Yori's was pretty good too, where he like tries to reach for it and then he just like does like his crazy lines like ah! <laughs> like he's like I didn't make it in this match. He's just laughing. No, it was it was it was a great trailer. But Terry himself remains to see because I've I've dabbled in Fatal Fear and King of Fighters, but I'm not particularly like I I don't have a close attachment to him. So and. The command fighters that like Ryu, Ken, and Terry are not my strongest in Smash, and Terry has, you know, is very similar to that in that regards. So I didn't really stick too how highly to Terry, and I figured I wasn't even when he was revealed. So, eh, as far as the character, but I did like that trailer. Mm -hmm. Where'd you rank it? Oh, I said, yeah, C for the character, A for the trailer. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um,. And then we don't get anything until January of next year. And in my opinion, this is kind of the most controversial character that was revealed. Yeah. Byleth. Oh, yeah. Controversy is the right word for Fire it. Emblem. And again, well, <sighs> I use controversy just because there's no other. I find it kind of ridiculous. It's like, it's not a controversy. People just don't like it. And it's and it's, it's a stupid thing to get worked up about, in my opinion. I agree. And, and I, I don't even think I'm being biased because everybody knows that Fire Emblem is my favorite franchise. Honestly, I didn't really care that Byleth got in. Like, I wasn't happy, to be honest, because it just... It, there's enough Fire Emblem characters, but... as I, I don't think... I, I just find it childish that some people got so, so upset, but... Oh, totally. I You know, it's weird for me because, like, Corrin... I felt the same way about Byleth that I did about Corrin in Smash 4. Like... Corrin got revealed after Splatoon 1 had come mm -hmm. out, and it felt like the time was right for Splatoon characters to come to Smash 4 as DLC. And I felt similarly about, like, uh, whether it, it could have been ARMS, it could have been so many different things, like, either from Nintendo or outside. But yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily get the vitriol, especially because, like, as far as Fire Emblem characters go, like, Byleth is, like, really, really mm -hmm. unique. Um, and it's also interesting because... I heard, I, I've heard, and other people have, I've heard rumors from people who are relative, relatively, like, reliable, who report on rumors, like, like, actual reporters, I'm not talking about random Twitter and 4chan accounts, but, like, actual, like, reporter reporters, who said, like, hey, it's possible that uh, Byleth was originally a Monster Hunter character. Really? And something happened with, like, the licensing. Yeah, which is why Byleth has, like, such a diverse moveset, is because it, it was originally going to be a Monster Hunter Interesting. character. Interesting. Wow. Um, and, you know, you you think about, like, Rathalos being a boss in World of Light and some of the adventure, or in some of the classic modes, and you you look at, like, okay, there's definitely, there's definitely something here with Monster Hunter that was supposed to be that just never was. Um, especially because, you know, there's Monster Hunter characters and stuff, but I don't think there's Monster Hunter movies. There's two I songs from Monster Hunter, I believe. But, oh, okay. But, like, to me, um, knowing that, and also, like, again, like, I, I enjoy strategy games, like, quite a bit, and tactics games quite a bit, but I've, I've just never played a Fire Emblem, but, like, yeah, I, once, once the, once that trailer started and it was in that art style, it's like, ah, alright. You know, happy for the Fire Emblem <laughs> fans. <laughs> I don't even think the Fire Emblem fans were excited. <laughs> 
<laughs> on being on Fire... Happy for the Byleth fans. Fire Emblem has uh, the joke within uh, the fandom. It's like, yeah, we all hate Fire Emblem. <laughs> we all love it, but we hate it. We know it's we know it's a garbage franchise and it has way too much representation. Um, but Brandon, I mean, I know you love Fire Emblem too. So all right, so <clears throat> I'm gonna be real. The trailer was a was a was a hot C for me because you know. What I like what I like about Smash trailers is like kind of like the anticipation of who it's going to be. That doesn't necessarily make or bake mm-hmm. a trailer for me, but yeah, you saw the scene from um, that's from Three Houses with uh, Solon with Byleth. Byleth, you know exactly who it's gonna be. So there was no tension. I'm just like, okay, it's Byleth, right? And then the trailer just kept going as if it was gonna be a surprise. I was like, all right. So it was paced not the greatest. That's the first thing. But as far as the character itself, yeah. and I fully admit this is this is biased because Three Houses is like my favorite Fire Emblem game of all time. But Byleth is like an a, is an A for me as far as like a character reveal because I always wondered if if, if the Three House characters got into Smash, which ones would they choose? I feel like the obvious answer would have would have been Edelgard because I think she was the most popular lore. Yeah. Like a lot of people were saying, hey, put Edelgard in Smash, you know, she has an axe, right? Um, but in reality, I think Byleth was probably the safest choice because, especially since they gave Byleth all the divine of uh, the, the hero's relics, which in a way kind of incorporated all three of the three it- house leaders uh, way into it. It, in the female form, right? Yeah, the female, the female and male Byleth as well. They got both in there. And they can all use the, um, the heroes relics in that uh, in that way. It, it was it was the safest choice. If you're gonna get any of the three houses, I guess to not upset any body, you do Byleth. Well, not upset anybody who actually played three houses. You know, once you got another fireman yeah. character, the the dials already cast. People are gonna be upset, right? But. I don't know. I guess Byleth really was the best choice. But man, I'm, I'm biased because I like the Garrick Mog Monastery stage. And man, it, mean, it means Three Houses music got into Smash. And oh my god, that soundtrack is great. So I was very happy with that. And then of course... <laughs> I like the stage. The stage is pretty cool. But, yeah. Eh. But the other cool thing about it is like, you know, that also applies because of the way Smash's music is set up where all the series of this music can play in all stages that have that same, you know, theme. So that means you could also put some of the Three Houses music in uh, the Colosseum or Arena Ferox or even uh, the Castle Siege if you wanted to. So it wasn't just limited to Garrick Mock Monastery. You could put it anywhere in the Fire Emblem series, which was super dope. Mm-hmm. I love that meme of like, because, you know, Nintendo always DMCA's people and takes music off YouTube yeah. and shit. And that meme of like, when they first revealed Smash and how you can listen to the music with the Switch off if you plug in your headphones, <laughs> and it's like, damn, Nintendo really thinks like th- this is how they want people to experience their fucking music. Like, I w- they actually think people do this. I, I'm not gonna lie, I've done that a few times when I'm driving specifically. I won't do it if I'm like walking. Like they sh- remember when they showed that in this trailer that woman putting the Switch in her uh, person and just walking with that. Yeah, yeah, I've never done that. Yeah. Listen to the Louisiana yeah. <laughs> in broad daylight. Like that's not even anyway. <laughs> no, I've never done that. I've never like had the switch with, like like a beatboxer walking down the street or anything like that. No, but I have done it in, like a few car rides. Like you know, I'm really interested in some random smash music. I'm just gonna 
<clears throat> put my switch in the passenger seat and just listen to it but yeah that's about it yeah it's definitely byleth is like a c tier I, I feel like it's like the one character maybe besides piranha plant who is like uh maybe this kind of should have gone to another character but if it was monster hunter like you said charlie then like that's very interesting um i'm curious i'm just thinking of this now uh if you guys had to add one character from one franchise, Charlie, who would you pick? Oh, man. Um, it, it's so hard for me, like, talking about about this kind of thing, because, like, I feel like I already got so many of, like, my wishes with this, with, with Ultimate's DLC. Uh, like, we got uh, an ARMS character, we got, uh, we got uh, more Final Fantasy music, you know, Ridley... Uh, K. Rule, every, like, a, a lot of the characters that I would have wanted are, are here, but I think... My number one, absolutely, no question at, no question about it. The prince from Kong. Mm, that's a really one. wow. That is a really that's good an one. interesting yes. pick. Uh, and and I I've 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 said this. He's all like he's pretty much always been my number one choice for ultimate. Uh, actually, Katamari Damacy came out on Switch on the same day as Ultimate. <laughs> uh, but it, he's just. It, I I really love that game. It, it I have a really special connection to it, having played it like. Like basically right after Smash came out, um, but like yeah, that game. I think having Katamari music in Smash would be. I mean, that alone would be perfect. And he's actually uh, Pac-Man's taunt. Uh, you can you can get the Prince sometimes. Huh. Oh yeah, that's true actually. And Brandon, who would you pick? But what about uh, I would say <clears throat> Andy from Advance Wars. Oh yeah. okay. I would. Uh, I like that. That's interesting. I think there's a, some cool ways they could incorporate the uh, the Advance Wars moveset. Like for for starters, he's fighting. He uses big old wrenches like a melee weapon. Um, mm -hmm. and I would figure his like his specials would be like related to like the various um. Either he has the soldiers do it for him, or he'll just hold the weapon himself. I know a lot of people say Sammy from Advance Wars. I think that'd be cool as like maybe either an ego fighter or as kind of like an alternate costume or i don't know how they would do it i think matt max is like a heavy <clears throat> character would be fun too yeah max could just punch things and just they would just break <laughs> honestly <laughs> no nah, but like it, either andy or sammy but i'm uh, more partial to andy um i feel like depending on how the franchise goes after the remake mm -hmm. it's definitely a possibility for a new smash game sure and as a joke answer, this is not a real answer, but Abraham Lincoln was one of the main characters in the game, codenamed Steam. So if they just want to put. What so the they, so, so they, they want to just put Abraham Lincoln in Smash. They could just do that. That would be hilarious. Just, That's a wild. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln with um, a Steam gun. <laughs> it's funny that Charlie brought it up, but mine would probably be a Monster Hunter character. Not that there's like one specific character, but just a hunter. Um, but actually, the, the the one person I really, really wanted while all the reveals were going on is Leon from Resident Evil. Now, I, that's a good choice. Oh, yeah. I really thought Resident Evil was going to get some representation because it's so synonymous with the GameCube and Nintendo. And, and Capcom and Nintendo have just such a good relationship, especially on the Switch. Yeah, it would have been cool to see some Capcom 5 love it all. In, in, in the yeah, roster. exactly. And then an, uh, another one that got deconfirmed that I mentioned earlier was I really thought Travis Touchdown was going to be in the game because mm. there's now four uh, No More Heroes games on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and again, like, it was, there was so much hype around the game when, uh, 
the second fighter pass is going on, but whatever. I guess not. No big deal. You guys had great picks, to be honest. The Prince from Katamari is such a good pick, and so is Andy. Um, uh, I'm going to try and blast through this because it's getting on midnight here, but the, we had to wait almost half a year for the next reveal, and it was Min Min. And, and Charlie, you said that you really wanted ARMS representation, oh, yeah. so I bet you're hype on that. Yeah, so the Switch, the Switch was like... The launch window of the Switch. I mean, it, it, it's at this point. If you if you consume gaming content in it, it, since the Switch has come out, uh, it's impossible to avoid the the, the expression like uh, people talking about Nintendo's like insane run of releases and just killing it every step of the way in 2017. And I do think you know, Arms may have been overshadowed a little bit by by coming out in between Splatoon 2 sure. and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But um, but I really loved ARMS. Uh, I think it has some of the best music in a Nintendo game uh, in a long time. It's it's it, The character designs are incredible. The art direction in general is really fun. Um, I think the, the, the mechanics of it are also really interesting. I, <laughs> I played uh, competitive arms a little bit. I know that's really funny to, it probably sounds hilarious to like the people listening in, but like there are very few people who play competitive arms. <laughs> like the bi I went to what's considered like a super major for that game and there were like 14 people in Dang. it in the entire tournament. Um, and for those who don't know, super major is generally like the biggest, uh, like is generally what people refer to like only the biggest fighting game tournaments as and that was a super major for ARMS like ARMS is not a popular game but uh, I really love it for so many reasons not the least of which being that it kind of came out at the perfect time mm -hmm. for me um, like I remember being all in like I bought the yellow joy cons when that game came out it sold uh, well like I, it did I, sell well it did. if uh, if if yeah it's just I, I like you said it. Sorry, I was just gonna you? say, like you said, it just it, nobody really talked about it. it. Got overshadowed, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I was, I was so happy. I was, I was a little disappointed that like Springman was uh, an assist trophy, because um, that to me, like during that di that direct that revealed Simon Richter and K. Rule, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people had some expectations or aspirations uh, shut down by like the big sizzle reel of different assist mm -hmm. trophies. Um, like Alucard, uh, Zero from Mega Man ZX, um, like, you know, a lot of different characters were in there, but yeah, I think, um, Min Min being revealed made sense to me, like, she was the most popular character at the time, and yeah, I, I don't know, I also thought that that reveal trailer was really fun, uh, incredibly well animated, yes. like, I, it, it, and it was so stylish, too, it was, it was very unique. I still I want to know who uh, put together that trailer because that art style is is pretty similar to uh, the art style of the Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. Yeah, yeah, of uh, that art style for that trailer. I'm I'm surprised you noticed. I've talked to a few people and nobody's really talked about it, Charlie. Um, uh, but yeah, Brandon, are you an Arms fan? I don't think you and I have ever talked about Arms. I I, <clears throat> I definitely put a good amount of time on it when it first came out. I would say, and I I dabbled in the DLC characters. I didn't play the last two DLC characters, but I was definitely in it for the first three. Yeah, no, I I, I haven't played Arms in a while, 
but I enjoyed it quite a bit when it came out. Um, <clears throat> as far as the, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but before it was revealed that it was Min Min specifically, uh, it was like a presentation saying, hey, there's an ARMS character coming to Smash, but we're not going to tell you exactly what it is. And there, and so, mm -hmm. of course, the speculation at that point just like blew up because now people wanted to know what it was. Um, we talked earlier about how Smash doesn't really have, you know, rules. But one of the rules that people insist was there is that, hey, if it's an assist trophy, it's not getting it as a character. So people were already talking about the implications of what if they do put Springman as a character? What does that mean for assist trophies? Could assist trophies get in? Um, or would or would it... Some people went as far as saying, yeah, Springman is going to get in. And then if you happen to get the Springman assist trophy, it's going to be Springtron instead. And I was like, I mean... That's that's that, that's a stretch, but you know, I guess it's not impossible either. I just didn't, thought it would be anybody else. The two, the three characters I was hoping it would be was Min Min, uh, Mechanica, because she was my main back in Arms, and Twin Tail. And you know, mm -hmm. it ended up being Min Min, and I was pretty happy with that. So to answer the the question of like what tier would I put it, the t the trailer itself was a nice A because that animation. Uh, for Min Min, B, because again, that was one of the three I wanted. If it was Mechanica, that would have been an A. Or Twintel. Mechanic, I, like, my exact, uh, list of how I wanted it was Mechanica, Twintel, and then Min Min, so. Min Min was the third one, it was yeah. the third one I wanted the most, so. Not too bad. Yeah, it's, it, it's a C for me, I just, I've never played ARMS, I don't have any connection to Min Min. But the trailer was good, and I like her as a character, she's very, uh unique with her moveset and everything uh and then skip forward to october and again we get uh more payoff with the whole microsoft and nintendo relationship as steve from minecraft is revealed and i know this was huge for literal millions of people like this was another one because it crashed twitter yeah this is one that was so <laughs> widely wanted um, that it broke the internet. <laughs> Literally broke the internet, yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a B again. I don't have much to say. I uh, I was kind of let down by the reveal. I I don't play Minecraft. I I'm not hot or cold on Steve. I don't think the trailer was that hype to be honest, but I'll give it a B. What about you guys? So, trailer was a C for me, because I don't think it was like incredibly interesting or anything like like that. Character's a D for me. The, it's, it's probably the lowest it's going to go. And the only reason I'm not putting it as an F is because I understand that Minecraft is a very beloved series around the world. So I'm not saying it was a bad choice to get Minecraft into Smash. It's a genius idea. It's only like the most popular video game of the world. I just don't care. And I, I, here's the thing. And I know this was never going to happen, but I was always on board for a Minecraft stage because for Smash because I always thought that that was a cool concept to have like a, a stage mm -hmm. that could be like built or like destroyed or what have you. But I just didn't want a Minecraft character in Smash. But you know, with the with yeah. the way the DLC was structured for Smash Ultimate, if a character was getting it, it was also going to get um, uh, a stage with it. So. The cool thing about Steve and the variants getting in was that the Minecraft stage got in. I like the Minecraft stage, I will say. But no, I don't like the character. I don't like playing as them. I, their building mechanics do nothing for me. I know there's some people that can mm -hmm. do some nasty stuff with, with uh, 
with the, with, with, with Steve and and and, uh, and everyone else. It's just it's just not for me. But I will. I want to give nothing but respect for what they did putting Steve into the game because I don't know if you guys remember but when they were presenting when they were doing the Steve presentation for Smash. They said they had to like retool every single stage in the game to make it work yeah. more for uh, Steve's yeah. mining mechanic. Like if you're on Corneria where you're on the Great Fox, you only get metal. Or if you're on this stage that has only like dirt, you only get like this kind of like. Dude, that's so much work. That's so. Yeah. To go to back to every stage and have to tool it to adjust for Steve. I'm like, that's insane work. Now, if you're doing like the Battlefield or Final Destination, it's randomized. But if you're uh, like just playing regular stages, like that's so crazy. Like, well, that's the thing is every time there's a new character, they said they're like, do you have any idea how much work it goes in just to making the new Kirby variant for the character? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everything is so much work. By, by the way, I totally forgot. Charlie, oh, real quick, I totally forgot. To, there's something I totally forgot to say when we were talking about Terry that I just want to circle back to just real quick. Um, I mentioned that mm -hmm. you know, like you know when they were asking. Uh, uh, Microsoft Community's banjo, and they got an enthusiastic yes. You want to know it's another enthusiastic yes? How much music they were able to get for uh, for Terry? 50 songs. Oh, my God. <laughs> like it was, it oh, was 50? 50 songs from oh S God. various SNK games. Not even just Fatal Fury and King of Fighters. They also had one from Psycho Soldier, Alien, uh, Alien, Metal, Metal Slug Music, and Alpha Mission. And apparently it was Sakura is like narrowing it down to 50 songs. Going to SNK is like, hey, which of, hey, which of these fifty songs can we use? And SK just said, okay, and they just and they just put all fifty in. I'm like, ah, all right, we, we can go back to uh, Minecraft now. I just wanted to mention that. Charlie, you're a Minecraft guy at all? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, it's weird. I I played. I remember playing so much Minecraft um, across a bunch of different platforms and stuff. And honestly, like. I kind of got to a, a, a point where I was just done with Minecraft, I think. Like, I, I, I'm i not really interested in it. Like, I have friends uh, that I went to school with who still play, like, Minecraft, like, Hypixel games and, like, go on my, different Minecraft servers and play different games that people have made within Minecraft. But I'm just, uh, to me, I'm kind of, I, I, I don't think that this should be a hot take because I think people take this take this the wrong way but to me minecraft is more of a toy than it is a game okay um in that you kind of set your own objective there is there are penalties but the penalties are kind of set by yourself it, it's it, it it is in many ways um to me at least the epitome of like what a sandbox can be and to me that makes it more toyetic than it is gamified mm. um yes there are like progression in game elements uh to like getting from wood to stone stone to iron iron whatever but i just i i don't i don't love or hate minecraft anymore like i think it's i think it's an incredible example of game design and i think it's a very very well-made thing but also like i don't know the trailer i think the trailer <laughs> was funny yeah um but like beyond that, I I don't I don't have too many strong feelings. However, the character of Steve is annoying as hell <laughs> to fight against, and I try so hard as a competitive player not to complain about characters. But Steve is one of the characters that I if, if like at least with, to my friends because one of my roommates was a Steve main for a long time. I I will I will shit talk <laughs> Steve because that character. 
can can do some really really stupid things uh, at uh, higher competitive mm-hmm. levels. Now, I, I honestly think you put it so perfectly that you covered uh, my feelings on the game as well, and, and Steve in general. Um, but yeah, then uh, the next character, all the way in, well, I guess only two months later in December, again at the Game Awards, kind of cementing that uh, Smash and the Game Awards are, are so synonymous and... Uh, uh, I remember the year prior, the, the uh, I think it was the year prior, I can't remember, never mind. Um, is to me, again, maybe something that even rivals or sur- surpasses Banjo and Kazooie is fucking Sephiroth. Oh, oh yeah. my oh, god. Yeah. Not, only, not only was it a great trailer, not only... Was it a great musical inclusion? Not only does Sephiroth feel like a badass when you're playing him, but they eventized unlocking him early in a really yeah, unique yeah. and cool way that I think doesn't get enough credit for. Um, like, oh, yeah. do you guys remember like that that first day when you could go and challenge yeah. Sephiroth, and he was like a pretty a decently challenging computer opponent. Um, but yeah, that was that was like. Man, Sephiroth, I think, is my favorite DLC. Uh, front, front to front to back, just trailer, execution, stage, music, gameplay, everything is like ideal. Well, again, it, uh, it harkens back just like the banjo trailer did with King K. Rucha. Harkens back to the uh, World of Light trailer where they're going up against, you know, Master Hand or. Or uh, the big evil light god oh, or whatever. Oh, Gleam, yeah. Yeah, Gleam. And um, and you're like, oh shit, like it's going to happen again. And then slice in half and it's like, what the fuck? Like, what is more powerful than Gleam? And then it Fucking starts playing the one-winged angel music. Yeah. And it's just... Because uh, mm. I remember... Uh, even the until cloud said like oh my god sephiroth it's like even i was confused like the the music didn't register with me right away and but it was so imposing it was so foreboding and just oh the vibes were so good just just unreal and and um the callbacks in that trailer and just the whole like uh him saying like oh i've brought despair to smash yeah. and the fact that it's like oh sephiroth is gonna follow cloud wherever it doesn't matter if he's actually there or if it's just in his memories or in his dreams <laughs> like it was just it it and again it, like we brought up earlier kind of followed the trend of this game getting a lot of villains but uh to me at least it was very it, it felt obvious that steve was gonna get in minecraft's the most popular game ever min min was obvious byleth wasn't obvious but there was uh you know the whole fire emblem getting more characters and terry was obvious uh so to me it was the first time in a long time that this was a very big surprise for a character nobody saw this coming in my opinion and it was crazy uh and especially after so many like like you said that were like Characters that were sensible, characters that were like pretty frequently in the discussion, whether it was because of a leak, because they were 
popular on the Switch or because they were just popular mm -hmm. overall. You know, it's just it it was refreshing in every way that it needed to be. Yeah, and that's the thing is is like we said earlier, uh, you know, people want like tales from Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's like, oh, you can't get a second third party character. Well, now with Sephiroth being from Final Fantasy and we've already gotten Cloud, like again, that rule's broken. It's it, it's out the window. So it was another just like holy shit, anything can happen type deal. And even uh, in the trailer when uh, Sephiroth puts a sword like through Mario and it does that iconic scene of of the sword through like Cloud and everything, it mirrors that. And then Mario looks down and it's just like through his overall. So, so it's good. Great. I don't know. The, just the whole atmosphere of it, like them, them fighting and, and he's like, you know, I'll never be just a memory. Ah, sorry. I'm such a Final Fantasy nerd. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? S character, S trailer. Because... Fuck yeah. yeah no, so... <laughs> I, and I can tell you where it was this for this one. Because it's... Uh, myself, Jarrell, Kelly, and Gabe on our, did a live podcast. Uh, well, not really a podcast, but they just, we just had the podcast we would live react to the Game Awards. And, uh, yeah, we, we did a reaction to Sephiroth Reveal, and we were just all marking out. Um, it was just incredible, just like... And I got it from, like, note one, because I've heard one of you know so many times that I've heard the first notes, and it was like, oh, my God, no way. And then, you know, <laughs> Sephiroth just, like, slowly came into frame, and it was just like... Sephiroth is one of the most, you know, he's a great fit for Smash because he's one of the most recognizable video game villains of all time. So him just being mm -hmm. in, is, it's like, if you're going to do another one, it's, it's, it had to be Sephiroth. And, you know, he came in with his, with his music. And speaking of music, speaking of music, the one flaw, one of the few flaws that Smash had was like when Cloud got into Smash 4, because of legal mumble yeah. jumble was square, they could only get two songs. And they weren't remixed. They were just literally... Uh, the battle theme and the boss theme from FF7. It was a shame. But then, with Sephiroth, they had a freaking redemption arc, man. Not only did they get more FF7 music from the game and from Advent Children, the film, but they were even able to remix some of those songs, too. Dude, Aerith's theme remix in Smash Ultimate... It does things to me, man. I like, I like, I get like my like you know people start cutting onions when I hear Eris remix. Like it's great. Like the, the, they did such a good job with the remixes. Um, honestly, Bomber Mission, Cosmo Canyon, it's it's great. And the and the stage itself that Seth, that comes with Sephiroth is is pretty damn good too. It just spoils the end of FF Seven if if you if you're worried about that. But yeah. <laughs> but there you are. Yeah. Easy, easy S tier for for Sephiroth. Um, where do you want to put him, Charlie? S across the board, one wing, all the songs. <laughs> I love it. And then, uh, then for a while we skip ahead till April, and I think I don't think people saw this one coming, but it definitely wasn't as hype just because of the size of the fandom per se but next was pyre and mithra from xenoblade uh i'll let you guys go ahead before i give my opinion uh, do you guys like xenoblade i've played a good amount of the first one but i haven't gotten to two because i haven't finished the first one i just know that this was something that uh you know we're talking about like min min right like the way the, the time that when arms came out you would think that if DLC characters were coming or 
it's just it was just a matter of timing that is why I guess Min Min didn't make it into uh, the initial wave of Smash, right? And other games from that launch year, I know a lot of people would have liked, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, where's Rex from Xenoblade 2? Well, you know, with the development of Smash the way it was, it just, they just wasn't time. And Sakurai even said as much in, in several presentations. But then people got really upset because Byleth made it in. And, By and Three Houses came out way later than um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, you know, fans felt shafted. I just know that for the Xenoblade 2 fans, it was something that they really wanted. And I think Xenoblade 2 was like the best-selling game of the series by far. So it, was, it wasn't a huge fan base, but also it wasn't small. I think it was a little higher than niche, I would say, for Switch owners. So I'm glad that those fans finally got Pyra and Mithrin, which no one expected. Like Every, every prediction I was hearing was saying Rex and Pyra because of the way the gameplay of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is. So the fact that it ended up being Pyra and Mithra instead was like a pretty big shock, but I think more people like that. Like I, had, I didn't hear anybody saying Rex and Pyra be mad that Rex didn't get in as a character. I think they preferred what Sakurai yeah. ended up doing in the end, which was pretty cool. Nice of him to bring back a transforming character too after mostly abandoning it. But there's that. I Yeah. I remember I, I think Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was I was just gonna say I think um like of the ways that this could have gone for like having a character from Xenoblade Chronicles two represented in this game, this is probably mm. the best way it could have gone. Um, I think their moveset is interesting, it's unique. Uh, they're very fun characters, even though I, I frankly, like, was snoring during the reveal trailer. Uh, actually, no, I wasn't snoring. I was pissed that I took my lunch break then. But, um, I, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think the characters themselves are just so fun. Like, I, I don't know how much either of y'all have played them, but they just both I like playing as Mithra more than I do Pyra, I will say. But I like the speed mm -hmm. of it. But uh, no, I'm, ha yeah, I'm happy for the Xenoblade 2 fans for sure. I didn't give my ranking, by the way. Um, the trailer itself, I think, is actually an A because it was done by the Xenoblade 2 team, actually. And I think they get a, did a good job at it. The, the characters themselves, again, happy for the Xenoblade 2 fans, but since I haven't played it yet, it's currently a C. That'll probably change in a few years when I get around to playing Xenoblade 2, but that's where it is for now. Yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know, for... For me, I, I, I didn't enjoy playing Xenoblade, if I'm honest. I dropped it pretty fast. Uh, One or two? Two. Two. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Because the two are pretty different, I will say. I, yeah, I, I didn't like the combat, and I really, really didn't like the characters. I didn't like the voice acting. I didn't like the character design. Um, I'm sorry I'm shitting on this game so much. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to flat out say I didn't I didn't like this reveal just for the fact that I don't like Pyra and Mithra. Uh, I really, really hate their character designs. I think it's stupid and I think it's way too over-sexualized. Um, but the one thing I did like about this reveal is uh, I know Fidel... Yeah, games. Kids. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody knows that he loves Mithra. So yeah, that was a big, it was a huge it, W for him because no one expected Mithra was gonna get in. Yeah, exactly. Everyone thought it was gonna be Pyra, um, but yeah, probably like D tier, honestly. Um, yeah, Xenoblade Two for me was the biggest disappointment of that 2017 yeah. run uh, for the Switch. I, I think um, I was. I was 
pretty much like out of the like I was I was so detached from the hype cycle around that game in particular that like anything relating related to it happening I was just like all right let's uh, let's keep it moving like <laughs> and not to not again not to shit on the people who like that game but like I I just compared to the first one's combat and story it just it just didn't feel that fun but yeah I I I would probably put it around like a C or a D yeah th- that's the thing is is when it came out people were so hype on it and i know it's uh stealth it's it's one of his favorite switch games like of all time and uh in some of the like one-on-one conversations i've had with him i've asked him about the game because i've been interested in it and i and i know he loves it so much so i wanted to get his opinion on and and just uh ask him what the game is really like before i bought it and he sold me on it, and then I got it, and it was just, yeah, pretty much everything you said, Charlie. It's just, it, uh, the pace of it, too, is just, ugh. But, again, I don't mean to shit on the game. I know it has its fans. I know people love it. Just per, It's it's just straight up a personal thing. Uh, moving on to June, we have the, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Kazuya? Kazuya. Kazuya? Yeah, yeah. He gets revealed. Um, I think this got leaked beforehand, didn't it? I don't remember seeing him beforehand. I don't think so either. Oh, I, I think maybe a lot of people were talking about it. or I, I just remember this not being a surprise. Okay. But uh, maybe you guys can give more. Again, I know Tekken character... Uh, it's just like Terry. It just made sense. It just made sense and it... Uh, got the d- respect it deserves, and I don't really have much no- of an opinion on it. I don't think I've even played him, if I'm being honest. He's but, somewhat uh, complicated to use, despite not having directional movements. You just have to like have like a different button combinations to use him. Yeah. Um, as far as Kazuya, definitely not the Tekken. Ex- I-, I thought there might be a Tekken character in Smash, especially after you know they put Terry and the Street Fighter characters in. I thought, well. They gotta do a Tekken character at some point, so that was my thinking. But Kazuya is not the one I expected initially. Thought it would be either Heihachi or Jin. Like they, they, those two seemed like the more popular choices. But then I thought about it. Um, I haven't played every Tekken game, but I have a decent familiarity with the story because Tekken Seven has kind of like a recap mode that kind of gets you caught up. And Kazuya was like the original protagonist of Tekken. Like he was like the main character that had to fight him against his father uh, Heihachi. And then as the series has gone along, he's become more of a villainous character as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the protagonist he originally was. So I guess if you're talking about, like, original Tekken, I guess that makes sense that Kazuya was the one chosen. But um, he's just not one of my personal favorite characters of Tekken. I think, I just think he's kind of boring. Um, the trailer itself was a, a C for me, if I'm, if I'm honest. Uh, the only thing I really... I thought it was... I, I will say, I thought it was hilarious that he was just throwing all the characters off the cliff like he did for his father in the original Tekken, and then Kirby just kind of came back for it. So for an hilarity factor, it would probably rank higher, but it just didn't excite me that much, which is why it's where it is. And then the character himself mm-hmm. is also a C because, again, I like Tekken. It's, a, it's one of my favorite uh, fighting game fighting games, but I don't care that much about Kazuya. The thing. Like, it's like where I'm at with Ryu and Ken. Like, I'm not that huge Ryu fan, but I love Ken. Like, if they had chosen, like, any mm-hmm. other Tekken character, it would probably rank a lot higher for me, but... I've never played Kazuya in, like, mainline Tekken, and I just don't like his character that yeah. much. 
So there we are. Yeah, I, I like Tekken. I have fun with it every time I play it. Like, it's it's so good. I'm so bad at it. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there's a Tekken character. But I, I, I don't have that connection with the franchise. Um, and... Honestly, I do not like playing Kazuya. Um, we'll get it. We'll get to another character, the last character that I also don't like playing for the same reason. But uh, have, if you've, if either of you have played any or a decent amount of Kazuya, he his jump is like a lot slower than mm-hmm. every other character in the game. So doing any like moving around the stage with him feels really really bad (laughs) in my opinion and and like i get that's like a balancing thing it's a it's it's to get the feel of tekken but geez it it just i i can't stand um how not even floaty because i like other floaty characters but it's just the feeling of that jump taking so long to actually execute that drives me up a wall. Like, I just do not enjoy it. Yeah, he... I'd have to give him, like, a D tier for a reveal. Like, I just... I don't have any opinion, if I'm being honest. It was rather boring for me, but... Uh, I trust you guys. And, and again, uh, <laughs> Charlie, since you've played Tekken, definitely. But the last one, they definitely saved one of if not the best for last uh have it down in 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 the notes here like zelda dawn of the final day (laughs) uh it was it was huge right like this was huge it was the last character they they hadn't revealed that they were doing any more uh fighters pass they said this is it like this is going to be the last character and it felt monumental like development on this game had been going on for three years past nintendo didn't and still doesn't have that great of a history of doing dlc and supporting their game look at what they've done with fucking animal crossing my god how that game isn't (laughs) a major cash cow is like their biggest failure of the switch but um there was just this massive sense of foreboding i think because it was like some people are are gonna be over the moon happy and some people are going to be disappointed if this is it but i think no matter what after the reveal i i i think we all just looked on the game with like a fond remembrance yeah and Mm -hmm. an excitement that (laughs) actually now that i think of it an excitement that the speculation is finally over yeah and that we can all (laughs) We can all rest a little bit, especially the three of us being in games journalism. Because holy shit, anytime there was a Nintendo Direct announcement, it just was I'm, so much. I, I'm, I'm going to make a confession that's going to put me in the drastic minority uh, amongst the rest of the press. I miss it so much. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I miss it. It was so fun. I loved, like, that was honestly my favorite part was, like, the discussion around it. And obviously there were people who made it mm-hmm. not fun and took it too seriously mm-hmm. and were like, oh, no, this can't happen because X, Y, and Z, or this will never happen because, you know, other other rules that don't exist. But, yeah, I, I love the, I always love the speculation and stuff, mm-hmm. but... Well, well, that's the thing. As soon as there's like a direct announcement, it's like, mm-hmm, I'm going to go like uh, watch speculation videos, see what this person says, see yep. what that person... Like, I agree. I'm, I'm just being kind of like dramatic about the whole thing. It was, it's, it's just <laughs> funny because like the... I don't know. It, it felt like a major chapter had closed. It felt like this big thing 
not for just Nintendo fans or Smash fans, but like the industry as a whole where Smash Bros. sit is, is so massive, the impact it has, and how it is not a celebration of Nintendo games. It is a celebration of video games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we all know, the last character to be revealed was Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which in itself is a major collaboration of Square Enix and, and Disney, which happened, as everyone knows, by complete chance and evolved into this major franchise that has affected so many people so greatly. And I know, Brandon, that you really love Kingdom Hearts, so uh, how did you feel about this? Yeah, as a, uh, let me just say this real quick. Another double S on both. Yeah, I, I'm a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan. I've played every game and caught up in the story. I just adore this series to death, and he was my most wanted character for Super Smash Brothers for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I was... I was I didn't hold on to too much hope because I didn't think the odds were you know for him getting in because of the legal mumble jumbo will take to get him into Smash Brothers, but the fact that he was able to defy those incredible odds and still manage to make it in is just is absolutely amazing to me. Like it's probably the hardest I've popped off for any of the DLC fighters. I'd say specifically, it was just. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to see it. When Mario grabbed it and then you saw the, the emblem of Mickey on the end of the key, I knew who it was and I was just so happy. And there's just so much love put into his character as well. Like, it uses moveset well from the games. And um, he has all the different costumes from the various games that he appears in as well. Including some ones I didn't think they were going to put in, but I'm not going to go too in-depth in it. It's just, I really like the references that was thrown into his character. He's just... He's just a good boy. He's a very good boy, Sora, and I'm just, <laughs> and I think he, and I think a good boy is what, uh, is what Smash needed to like end everything, or yeah, because I think about like how Sora didn't get in, and if Kazuya was like the final fighter, that would have just like been left the sour taste in many people's mouth because of how villainous he is, especially. So I'm, I'm very happy mm-hmm. that this, uh, that he was the, the final fighter. I think most people, most people agree that Sora was a good choice as the final fighter, even if you yourself are not a big uh, Kingdom Hearts fan or any kind of fan whatsoever. Well, I, yeah, that's kind of where I fall in. Uh, is, like, I'm very, very happy that he got it. Like, my friend, uh, like, Cam... Oh, Watson, yeah! Like, I, I remember... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, like, he, you know, he hurt his knee and stuff, but I remember getting to hang out with him uh, at the Game Awards and stuff, and he and I were, like, playing Smash in our hotel room, and he was, like, just, like, gushing about how happy he was that Sora was in or like my roommate is also a hardcore Kingdom Hearts or former roommate is also a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan and he was super excited and I, I remember we got a noise complaint <laughs> at 10 in the morning from my neighbors um, <laughs> when that happened which which is hilarious but I mean I'm personally like I really want to play Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, because I, I didn't like Kingdom Hearts 1 whatsoever and not because of the story but just other other problems i had with it but i, I really want to give the series another shot but I, I think regardless of how i feel about it like i think so there are very few choices that would have been as ideal for this last right. character as sora i i don't think there's any other words for it other than it was magical yeah that's a good way to <laughs> I, I i think the way it was presented had this grand feeling of finality 
especially i think we can all agree when it like showed the fire dropping down was like a bonfire did everyone think that was dark so i even watched um a reaction video where it's where mario grabbed the flame and one of the reactors like like the first flame mario <laughs> <laughs> i was like they're like he was gonna praise the sun yeah. <laughs> um and it just it was i don't know it's it's like i don't want to speak for everyone i can only speak for myself but it just felt like we all had this like collective sigh when it showed the the keyblade and again uh i i don't play kingdom hearts i i don't like it i've never been interested i have no uh push to play it but uh, even I, I teared up during this trailer. Yeah. Like it, it felt so, the music, the, the vibe of it, the, uh, I don't know, him like floating across the sky, like uh, with all the characters standing there and watching him, and, and just like the joy on on Sora's face, and just knowing how happy everyone was, and and how happy everyone who wanted him so badly again, like. Uh, there are so many trailers out there, reaction trailers of people just crying and cheering and just ah, just how special this game is. And, and, and again, like I said, is how this game is such a celebration of video games and how much it, the medium truly means to people. I think that this series just really brings out a lot of the best in people. And, you know, like you said, Charlie, sure, some of the speculation gets annoying and some people can be too unrealistic or too pessimistic but just as a community and us as game journalists as a whole like it's just fun it's just pure fun this game is just pure fun Honestly, everything yes. around it is fun uh the, the speculation the game itself the the hype the the emotions it brings to you with, with each and every reveal. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. It's just, it's fun. And honestly, with that, guys, it's fucking two minutes to midnight. <laughs> do you have any, it's, do you have anything else you guys want to say about this absolute staple of a game? I just, I have no idea how they're going to top it for the next one, man, because like, <laughs> every single character and then some like it's it's yeah. it's even before dlc this game was the most bang for your buck game you could ever buy because of how many characters you could play with how many uh stages you could play on the uh, amount of content the freaking i think it was over there was a well over 900 songs before dlc and i think we're over a thousand now it's just like so many songs as well like Games that Sakurai develops are just like jam packed with like content after content, and this game is absolutely no exception. If if anything, it has more content than any other other game he's ever made. Uh, bef again, before DLC, and then you have eleven packs worth of news content that got added over. It's just, mm -hmm. it's it's a celebration of video games, and it's just a damn fine video game in its own right. You can play it casually, you and that's the other thing: the freedom of this game and the Smash series. That, you know, you want to play a competitive, great. Make your, your rules, no items, whatever, certain characters, play competitively if you want. Or you can just have an absolute blast and just, like, throw all the items on. Or certain items on if you want to. You want to just, like, throw Pokeballs at each other and do, do that shit? Go for it. You want to just have an assist trophy match? You can do that. There's so many different ways you can play this game beyond just the regular fights itself. Just, like, 
a game that says yes. It's a, it's a fighting game that says yes to so many things that you want to do, and that just makes it so much special with all the different characters to boot, and it's a perfect introduction to all these different characters as well, that, even ones that you may not have known. It's just... There's just so much about it. Like, I feel like I could probably fill in a two hours just, like, filling up, like, what so many of the great things this game has done. But uh, I think we've covered a good amount, I'd say. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. And Charlie, anything else uh, you want to leave us with? Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, if if there's... uh, Even beyond topping this game, I don't really know if there's ever going to be a game that, like, collectively captures the imagination of so many people in the way that this game has. Um, it, it, it's managed to cross over and please so many different groups of people in ways that you wouldn't think a Smash game or a fighting game really could have ever done. Um, it's, it's... Not only is it unparalleled magic, but it, it's unparalleled passion and love for for video games, and I, I think that the, it 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 makes me think a lot about, you know, there's there's this big debate that really isn't a debate because it's fucking stupid, but about like whether or not video games are art because yes mm-hmm. they are like it, it, but also defining art is just a dumb thing, but I think the things that make Smash special um, make it stand out compared to a lot of other like games that came out that year or even games in general because I think a lot of the best game a lot of the games that people point to as the best games of the last five years people will look to look to for being in some way um pursuing some kind of artistic accomplishment that you can get outside of video games mm-hmm. um, whether that's a cinematic element a narrative element a uh, a visual element um but really smash is so unabashedly video game and loves this medium so much in a way that no other game does that it it really is deeply affecting uh in a way that games aren't i think that's part of the reason why the hype cycle lasted so long is because it it displayed a clear love for video games not as trying to pursue something to say hey mom and dad look at this they're just like the movies or to say, hey, this is just as good a story as you'll get from reading a book, or hey, this is just as pretty as any painting you'll find in an art museum, this is its own thing, and it is proud and happy to be that. Also very well said. Yeah. uh, Charlie, thank you for coming and talking with us tonight. I mean... Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you reached out, man. This has been great. I'm sorry to take so much of your time, damn. Brandon, good. Brandon, I, th- I think we beat the record for the longest episode, man. I'm sorry. We did it. Think, uh... <laughs> but I broke my own record, so that's fine. <laughs> Sterling, I'm sorry you have to edit this. This is this is going to be an undertaking. Yeah, it's okay. I've had worse. Honestly, it's it's not always so much the length. It's it's more the amount of people you have in the episode. One time, I had six people and. Editing, Ooh, God. yeah, six oh. tracks. At oh once. yeah, was, uh, I, I, I remember that episode. I was like, oh wow. I, I I remember finishing that episode after listening to it. I was like, damn, you edited all that. Yeah, but again, uh, same with you, Brandon. Thank you for coming, and, and uh, I know it's late where you are too, and and you did another podcast tonight, so I, I really <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Just trying to make this work. Absolutely. Um, 
But yeah, Charlie, where can where can people find you? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, and pretty much everywhere else at chas underscore mke. Um, stay tuned to my TikTok. I'm actually working on a project for an English class where I will be pairing cocktails with video games. Whoa, that sounds awesome. Um, That's and, sick. <laughs> and uh, also stay tuned for my review of Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga uh, coming sometime, hopefully soon, uh, in Paste Magazine. Um, and then, yeah, check out uh, the VR coverage that I'm doing over at Android Central. Uh, and you can see me tweeting about all this stuff and more, again, on Twitter. Uh, that's the best way to keep up with my work and find me. Perfect. Thanks again, man. Brandon, where can people find you of all places? Absolutely. So, if you want to find the writing of myself and our wonderful team, you can find that at hbcritical.com. We recently got a nice big uh, website revamp, so you can see all kinds of new stuff on our front page. Check out all of our articles on gaming, movies, anime, books, and so much more. We cover news, and we also have a focus on diversity. You know, talking about things that other other sites may not touch as often. So you definitely want to check all that cool stuff out. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast on Smash Brothers, I I will also announce that literally tomorrow. So by the time this podcast is out, you, the article will already be up. Um, I'm going to be working on a piece, essentially talking about what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, where. If you're playing Smash Ultimate and you don't know where some of these characters are from and you want to get into their series, a oh, good way you can do that. Like what if like let's say you're you're a Switch owner with Ultimate and you want to get to know these characters, what can you play on your Switch to introduce yourself to these characters that you may love your so much? I'm gonna be doing that in series. I'm gonna be doing that starting with the fighters that appeared in sixty four, then melee, then brawl, and so on. So if you got I'm gonna be doing that once a week. So you guys can check all that cool stuff out. We're on social media. At critical underscore HP, uh, that's our Twitter. Our Instagram is HP Critical Gaming, and our Facebook page is HP Critical. You can follow any one of those to stay up to date on everything that we're doing. And lastly, I uh, host streams two to three times a week on our Twitch, which is at Twitch.tv/HP Critical. Do my regular series HP Critical doesn't hold up, where I play older games to see if they still hold up. Regular playthroughs on Fridays, and our live podcast that we do every week as well. Uh, which you guys can also catch on all of your favorite post podcast hosting services as well. So keep an eye out for the HP Critical Podcast. And that is all I got for you. Thank me. you. I think I can, uh, for one last thought, speak for all three of us when we want to give a big thank you, not only to Sakurai, because, again, most people credit him with everything, but just the developers behind Smash Ultimate for making such a magical game that brings people like Absolutely. the three of us together to have these kind of conversations. And, you know, we didn't even really talk about, you know, how much this game means to us with all of our friends and having nights of playing this game endlessly and and parties and making it into a drinking game and being competitive. And it's just so perfect. But, yeah, uh, I've been your host, as usual, Sterling Silver. Y'all can find me on Twitter at silver sterling you can find my writing at game per i've been doing a ton of guides on triangle strategy elden ring and now i'm getting into doing guides on don't starve um just a little bit of housekeeping before we go i am back at my summer job uh it is full time they want me to be on call 24 7 i got promoted i got a manager position so Nice. I, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what the summer's going to look like when it comes to content for the podcast, but I'm going to do my 
absolute best because we've been killing it lately and uh, I love doing it. So, uh, again, thank you both. We all hope you guys have a good night. We love you. See ya. This game's winner is all of you listeners. Thank you.